by the power of this podcast, I have the dateness. This is Black and the Black Tides Infinity. I am your host, your boy, Blue, coming to you live and direct from my house. <laughs> We're doing a virtual thing again. Uh, on the left side of my virtual screen, we have Kronos. Hey, uh, I find it hilarious that somebody that's a gold medal winner, like best ever at their sport, takes a day off and everybody gets mad. Well, <laughs> they get mad. Yes, that's true. And on my far right of my screen, I have the oldest ninja in the world, O-Ninja. I find it funny that um, a lot of, I guess, cis straight males really don't like women in uh, their action movies. <laughs> they women in or at least starring. Those are incels. They're incels. They have real issues with that kind of stuff. Just saying. It breaks their little hearts. Yeah, they're fragile, fragile little hearts. Well, we'll get into all of that in a minute. Um, yeah, I guess we'll start off with the uh, statistics. Yes, Conus, what you got for uh, us? Actually, let me make sure I'm in the right shit here for a second, because uh, YouTube is always weird. All right, so okay. listener of the week would be Kimberly once again. Thank you very much. You have been a frequent listener for the past couple weeks, so thank you. We appreciate yeah, it. For- Almost a month. I think she's been there a month on number one. Yeah. You know, it's oh. Fun. It's funny. No, Stenna. What, um, since Bismarck, he passed away. Um, I'm going to talk about my ex. Just I'm just going to say blah, blah, blah from now on. I'm not going to say her name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's going to be blah, blah, blah. You ever That's fucking to funny. If you, the, yeah. the song Just a Friend, like, he never actually says the name of the girl that he's seeing. He just says blah, blah, blah. It's, yeah. That's like one of the greatest disses ever. <laughs> like subtle, subtle disses. Uh, <laughs> first in the chat would be, well, I mean, old ninja, but we already know. We're in here. Um, nobody is really in the chat yet. So once they are, oops. Damn, I put it on the remix for a second there. Um, once remix. they are in, we'll, we'll get somebody to shut up. All right, cool. So where are we going to go first, uh, gentlemen? We got, we got some uh, good topics. First, we should say, R-D. well, first we, sh- yeah, first we should also say that Stitch and... Um, Prodigy are kind of in the wind. Well, Stitch may sneak up in a little bit in the next 30 minutes, and Prodigy is still running from the Facebook police. <laughs> Too many footage. Uh, so then, RIPs. Uh, let's see what I got here. Um, we'll start with uh, Nathan Jonas Jorensen, uh, better known by his stage name as Joey Jordanson. Uh, he was one of the founding members of the Grammy-winning metal band Slipknot and the original drummer of the group. Uh, he was a fa- uh, he has played for different groups and artists such as Rob Zombie, Korn, Otep, Metallica, Ministry, and Seder Icon or Satercon? Sure. Uh, they had a name right. Oh, sorry, that's wrong. <laughs> uh, he was also the car guitarist. Jeez. Uh, for his group, the Murder Dolls, which he also produced, uh, he had discussed with Metal Hammer magazine that he was suffering from a disease called, I'm going to totally butcher this, but acute uh, transverse myelitis? Myelitis? My, I think it's myelitis or myelitis. Uh, this caused him to lose the ability to use his left leg and forced him to stop drumming. Um, he had to do intensive gym therapy and have medical medical help, which I'm assuming is drugs, uh, to regain his leg use. 
Um, his family reported that he died peacefully in his sleep. He was 46. Uh, next up, we had Jackie Mason, born Yakov Moshi Hokuhin Mazin. Uh, he was a comedian and TV actor. Um, he was famous for the middle finger incident on the Ed Sullivan show, where Ed Sullivan had mistakenly thought that Mason gave him the finger on air uh, when he was just pointing to the cameraman or saying that he had two minutes left. Uh, this led to court battles and a slight feud between the two, which resulted in Mason being banned from the show. Uh, however, they managed to clear up the matter and Jackie would return to the show for several years. The incident would affect his career for 20 years. Um, he was an actual rabbi for a short period of time following the footsteps of his father and his brothers. In 1986, he had a stand-up called The World According to Me, which earned him numerous awards, including an Emmy. Uh, he would also win an Emmy for voicing the character of Rabbi Hyman Krustikov, or Krustikov. Uh, who is the father of Krusty the Clown in the 1991 episode of The Simpsons. Uh, he would go on to appear in 10 episodes in total. Uh, he wrote and starred in some of his, in some uh, Broadway plays and off-Broadway plays. Uh, he has appeared in numerous movies, such as The History of the World Part 1, The Jerk, and Caddyshack Part 2. Uh, he's in a ton of TV shows, uh, just a slight resume, uh, 30 Rock, Chicken Soup, The Simpsons, as I mentioned before, and The Fairly Odd Parents, just to name a few. Uh, he was hospitalized for two weeks before passing away at the age of 93. And there's one more that added in there because uh, Old Ninja didn't put it on here, on here which is fine because you know we don't all pay attention to everybody's fucking desk. But um, Dusty Hill, from uh, who was the basis for ZZ Top, passed away, I believe it was today. So, oh, I, I totally missed that. Yeah, that's a very iconic band um, from back in the day. So yeah, it's a bummer. I don't, I didn't do like the super deep background because I thought it was already on here, but it's not. So yeah, give him a shout out. Yeah, I missed that. Well, the, uh, I mean, ZZ Thompson. I mean, they're like all over the place. They're in like a ton of iconic '80s movies, yeah. including Back to the Future, mm-hmm. um, or at least they're in Back to the Future Part Three. I think they're in um, some of the like. Like Corey Haim and Corey Feldman films, a couple of them. They're in some big time movies. They're no, n- notably famous for their long, like two foot long beards. They all had the same beards and More than they had the, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, they had the uh, the su- the sunglasses and the um, what's the style hat? It's like the uh, the inspector type hat or whatever. All three of them wore it. Yeah. So there's a three-man band. They're iconic and whatnot. I had no idea that he passed or else I would And they, they're actually, the group was indicted into the Rock Hall of Fame um, back in 2004. Wow, that's actually a pretty long time ago, but that's pretty... Still, I mean, but they have iconic... I mean, everybody knows the song, She Got Legs. Oh, yeah. She knows how to use them. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, they had, like, they have had hits after hits, and they're in movies all over the place. So It's, it's actually... Well, uh, I was looking at the the thought the disc uh, discograph discography for them. Yeah, I don't know why I got so choked up by that word. Just, it doesn't sound right. But uh, on here, well, for him, it looks like there's only three albums that that he released. But I'm not sure if it's under him or under the group. Oh no, it's it's definitely under him because I, I went to the group and they have a lot. Yeah, more than two. <laughs> I didn't say that. 
Yeah, the group has like 15 albums, and their most yeah. recent one was in 2012, it looks like. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's that a bummer. Uh, all right, so we have a bunch of topics to, to really talk about. Um, I guess, where do we go first? Either the Olympics or He-Man. Those are the two things that I think well, are probably uh, I say uh, the other big one was the Activision shit, because that's... Uh, uh, it's kind of a, a earth-shattering, or at least a genre or industry-shattering like news that was going on. I mean, we start with any any three of those. Wait, did we give a shout out to the first listener of the chat room? Uh, Nobody was. It would be Warrior Fella. He was asking about Kit Kats yeah. and some Netflix anime called Tress Tressay. A Tress? Tris? Uh, Tris? Is it Tressy? I don't know. I haven't watched it so. Wait, before we before we go anywhere, so I just lit my uh my Black Time Black Times Infinity candle by uh Ibiji. Yep. Pronounce it right. And it it's so funny because like when I took off the lid, if you ever use any kind of like like any kind of grease in your hair to like uh, not just look your stuff back, but you know just get your shit looking right. Like there's like this there's like this little shine on top of it. It almost looked like it, like it almost looked like water, but it's just like it's just maybe some of the oil melts a little bit, so it has like a little bit oh, of a, a like sheen on the, top. Some of the dew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I opened it up, and I was like, "Holy shit! This, this shit hell looks like fucking like Afro sheen grease type stuff." And I, I had the I had the light. I'm like, you know, I haven't lit this in a while. It's time to get a little dank in here. So let me do what I gotta do. Represent. I usually I try to light mine in the morning um, when I work because I do yoga right before work, and mm. light the candle, do some fucking yoga. Get spiritual and shit, you know, whatever. Just trying to stay alive and not uh, not age that ungracefully. So yeah. <laughs> I right. say uh, let's get into He Man. Or sorry, not He Man. My my bad. Yeah. Uh, but Masters of the Universe on Netflix that yeah. was released. I fucked it up too, and I think it's a very important distinction to make as we talk about Masters of the Universe Revelation because I kept calling it He Man Revelation. And that's not actually what the fuck it's called. It's Masters of the Universe Revelation. So I think this is where we get into some of the some of the fucking crybabies out there in the universe about just, this. Just imagine, so. just imagine if Princeton and Revolutions, um, like, just imagine if they just made a movie about the Revolutions and didn't include Prince whatsoever. <laughs> and they, just, they just had his music playing in back. That's basically what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I think people just they were confused, but I. I assume I thought it was actually called He-Man. And I, I did do. If you watch the anime, if you were expecting He-Man, and if you are super into just like that one character, I could sort of understand why you might be sort of angry, but also go back to that it's not called He-Man. Um, that I I thought it was He-Man, and I still really enjoyed the show. And I, I don't. Yeah, same here. I, I, there, yeah, there's some problems with the show that are that are valid, but we, if. Most of the people that you know were shitting on this show were just basically women bad, no women, too many women. I'm just like mm-hmm. I don't I don't really care. Like the I guess one of the one of the main things that people were talking about that I didn't one of the other things that actually old ninja brought up. I actually know it was fucking blue. You were talking about it how the transformation with uh, with Prince Adam. I didn't even oh yeah recognize that in the original he was always yoked. Yeah, he was always yoked. So the toy is the same way. Yeah, super yoked. And so that actually makes it seem more ridiculous when they didn't know that Prince Adam was was He-Man because 
the guy he basically he takes off clothes and has a slight tan. Yeah, and, and well, his hair changed colors too. He goes from a blonde to uh, a redhead, I guess. Blonde? Yeah, I think redhead to blonde. But the same exact oh, haircut, yeah. the same exact everything. That same haircut. <laughs> that it's haircut. just like it would have been Still so. It'd have been so fucking stupid to do that today. To have the same exact and when I say the same build, there's nobody else in the He-Man universe that is as yoked as this fucking guy. No one else mm-hmm. that is as yoked as this guy. So it's just like it'd be super stupid to have that same thing. Like having this super yoked dude it's- do this. It's the it's the it's the second worst disguise next to Clark Kent pin on sunglasses or yeah. Superman pin on sunglasses and like nobody ever recognizing him. Yeah, yeah. It seemed, but it's, uh, at least yeah. with Superman, he he adds a little bit more to the character to make him not he, like he adds being a klutz and this and that. And then like I think in I think it was in Supergirl, they talked about how or it might have been a, 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 a Superman comic as well where his glasses actually have like some kind of. It, his, his glasses actually makes it makes it for him makes it harder for him to see, so that's why he's a little more f- kind of clumsy with things. But uh, yeah, anyways, that's just a little side note. I'm, I'm not sure even how sh- sure how accurate that is. I think I, I either read it somewhere or was I saw it in a comic. But yeah, that's one of the reasons why Superman wears his glasses because it kind of dumbs down his vision powers. Yeah. But yeah, with uh with the whole He Man thing, uh, yeah, when I because. We were talking about how, like, the original one was called He-Man and the Masters of the, of the Universe. And, like, I was like, let me go back and watch the intro again. And when I was watching the intro, and he started to transform, I'm like, yo, ain't nothing changing on him, but he's, he's getting a little bit of a tan, his hair changing color. Like, <laughs> how come his, nobody knew he was He-Man? Yeah. He, he's talked the same, like, nothing really changed about his voice or anything. Did, hold on, did, did Cringer talk in the original? I don't think he talked in the original. Did I he think he, uh, yeah, he talks. Okay. It's almost kind of like Scooby Doo kind of talking. Yeah. Okay. He does say, and he's always scared. He, he does, yeah, I thought about that too. I'm like, did he talk? Uh, so he doesn't talk as much, but he does talk. And when he does, he's always, like Blue said, it's like Scooby Doo, always shaky and stuff. Yeah. But this, this the country in this, episode, in this uh, show is more articulated. <laughs> yeah, he definitely talks uh, a lot more. Um, and he talks like a person. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it, it threw me off a little bit, but then I was like, oh, you know, it's cool. You know, whatever. I mean, he's a big ass, he's a fucking green jungle cat of some sort. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, I'm going to, I literally watched the, uh, I was going to watch just one of them with K-Mac and I was like, look, if you don't watch, if you don't like the first episode, we'll watch something else. But we watched the whole thing in one night. So it's only five episodes. So it's super easy to, to, to binge watch. Um, yeah. We're, it's like a good two hours. Yeah, the second half of the first season is going to release later on this year. Because I kept looking online, it said ten episodes. I was like, I've only watched five, and it was done. So I think that people that are really mad about the show might be a little bit premature about it. Like I understand like the original issues with like what happens in the show. I guess we'll we'll kind of go dig into it a little bit deeper. So if you ever watch the show, uh, stop listening right now because I'm going to spoil the shit out of probably the whole show. Um, yeah, because this this dropped on Friday or last Wednesday. I think it was last. It was it Friday? I think it was Friday. Uh, I think it was Thursday or Friday. It came out pretty pretty quick. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, so I mean, either way, I mean, we're, we're past the 48 hour 48 hour rule, but I don't want to, you know, if, if you haven't watched it, just you know, come back. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, basically, He Man's only in two fucking episodes. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
and it's like the first one and the last one. And in between, there's a couple like, of flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, He Man sort of dies in the in the first episode, and I was just oh, no, like, he fucking dies. Yeah, he dies. He dies. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, damn! Like they went fucking. And first of all, like when he stabbed fucking Skeletor, I was like, damn! Like what the fuck? <laughs> like you just fucking you really stabbed that dude? And uh, yeah, so basically, you're missing Skeletor and He Man through the vast majority of the show. Um, so it comes down to, you know, He-Man and Skeletor's, like, their crews, like, figuring out, like, what to do without He-Man and Skeletor. And that's where it gets, like, super interesting because you have Tila really being the one that's sort of like, sort of like an anti-hero, but somebody doesn't really want to take on the mantle of being, like, a real hero in the show. Oh, here we go. Stitch is coming in. Hold on. Hey, Stitch. Oh, dang. Hold on. Let me make sure he's here. Phone call completed. Oh, phone call completed. You there? Oh. Alright, you're like... You gotta talk something. Oh, hi, Harry. He's fumbling. He's, like he's in his car. He's doing something. He's getting something. He's getting his sword of power. Maybe the, he found uh, Prodigy. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you hear? Stitch? Give me one second. Alright. Well, I mean, I can hear you. Right. Anyway, we're talking, about, we're talking about He-Man, so I'm just gonna keep it rolling. Um... So, yeah, Tila. Yeah, so Tila is like sort of like the the main character in the first half of the first season, and then so is well, she's basically the main character, and she has like sort of like a sidekick person too, um, and she's like, you know, pretty yoked for, well, she's pretty yoked, you know, she knows how to fight, she's a fucking badass, she's the master, uh, what do they call her, man at arms. Which is like yeah, interesting. she takes her father's position. Yeah, which I thought was pretty like, interesting. Like literally first episode. Yeah, I mean, I I, I well, thought that was a cool like kind of twist. Well, for me, I thought like I thought Man of Arms was just like you know basically the the, the name they gave their army, and she was like the first female to to take on that that mantle because her father's still, and like he still have his man of because when that when the Skeletor is attacking Great Skull and. All of the men of arms are heading that way. I thought, because all of them were wearing the same outfits and helmets, so I assumed that that was the the, the name for the army. And I guess she just was becoming a commander of them. Yeah, her dad is the commander, and uh, he's basically like he's a blacksmith. So he's a blacksmith, but he also is the leader of the army. He has the um, he has, well, I guess the the privilege or the honor of like leading the army army but he also knows at prince adam's secret that he's he-man and uh he helps he-man like be a better fighter or whatnot at least in the original cartoon what that's one thing that was kind of cool about this is that so in the beginning and the opening credits they talk about how only some people know of his like, true identity and like you know it's the the sorceress of great skull um orc and uh men of arms and Cringer. They're they're the only four people that knows his power, but like well, his mom. Scene, oh, I was gonna get to that, but like yeah, the scene <laughs> where like they're trying to rush everybody out of the castle, and his mom like turns around and tells him, like she's whispering to herself to him, saying like, "Hey, be careful." And I'm like, "Oh shit, the mom fucking knows." I wonder if she knew this whole fucking time. Was like, "Hey," and the original one, he's like, "He's yoke. He got this." <laughs> yeah. So just to clear something up real quick, a uh, man at arms, even though it's a obviously a character in in, uh, in He Man is Duncan, but it's actually a military term. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So it's like somebody that's well versed in like uh, a wide array of um, like weapons, and it goes back to, like medi- medieval times. 
um, mm. with like they're usually like a fully armored person that knows how to use a bunch of different uh, weapons, and they usually teach people how to use those weapons. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like a man, but obviously going back to medieval, medieval times, it would be way more likely for it to be a man. Um, but you have man-at-arms, uh, probably, like, if you look in the Navy, I think they, they still have, in the Navy, probably, I think you still have man-at-arms, man at like, on ships. So, okay, cool. Um, that's person, they're usually, they're kind of like armorers on ships, from what I remember, when I was in the in the Marine Corps. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a common military term. Yeah, it's kind of cool, because, like, yeah, because Tila, she can use all different kind of fucking weapons. Like her fucking staff is fucking badass, oh, as well as um, yeah, and man of arms. Like he's fucking badass. Like I mean, the guy has all these different weapons, but like even his fucking fighting style is fucking badass. He, like, where when when He Man dies and Tila goes to do her own fucking thing. Like I think like what, like I think what, like ten years passed or something like that. I can't remember what the time skip was. I don't think it was ten years, but it was. I think it was. I think it was between like two and five. Yeah, so. let me see what it, what it was. But still, I mean, yeah, it was pretty interesting to see, like, oh, what the hell? Um, there's a lot kind of packed in this first five episodes. I mean, when Tila, basically, Tila sets off on her own journey after she finds out that Prince Adam was He-Man. And she finds out after he, like, basically dies, because him and Skeletor disappear in this weird, like, time vortex explosion. And the sort of power gets split into two. And they disappear. And then when she finds out that... When she finds out that she didn't know that he was He-Man, she gets super pissed and denounces her her brand new promotion, cusses out her dad, basically says fuck you to the king and the queen, and storms out. Now, I, I jumped in in the middle of the conversation... Um... It, would I be able to just jump into this show and watch it and yes. have an idea on what's going on, or would I need to oh, yeah. know the previous team? Okay. Yeah. No, you don't need Wait, to. Wait, hold the fuck on. Is... Stitch, you didn't watch He-Man? I, I, ha I watched it, like, way back in the day, but it was, like, low on the bar in terms of, like, what I was really interested in. And, like, I had a bunch of the action figures. Like, I probably had just under the amount of Transformers I had for some reason, but... I don't remember any of the storyline except oh, okay. he would say on the Castle of Grayskull. I had the Battle Cat thing, and there was like Moss Man, and I, oh, I had a bunch of those those fucking characters and stuff. But I don't remember the actual storyline except He Man hated Skeletor or whatever, vice versa. And I don't remember much of that, and never really like went back to go try to remember any of it. Yeah, you definitely don't have to like go through like the old show and you can pick this one up right away and you'll be fine okay yeah because it, it, Actually... it, does, it doesn't because it, it changes a lot in the show <laughs> so yeah um you know what's funny is that i i think i've said on this, on this podcast actually a few times where people have fond memories of the original he-man but mm. if the, <laughs> the animation was so fucking bad there was like no backgrounds like they would have literally nothing in the background maybe a hill you know <laughs> what i mean there's no sky like, I was just like, no fucking clouds. It was like the Dude. cheapest fucking animation in the 80s, but um, the first episode. Oh, uh, sorry, I was just going to say, the first episode of He-Man, if you watch it, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, even, I, we talked about this in the podcast before, but, like, there's a scene where Tila, she's, like, running away, and, like, it's, like, a view from her back, but then she runs back toward the camera, 
And the way her her armor is set up, it looks like she has a dick, dude. <laughs> it's yes. fucking funny. It doesn't. It, the, the show did not age well, but we all no, have very fond memories of He-Man. Um, but it's and a lot of people are trying to fight for it. But go ahead. Yeah, like don't stand for the old show. If you if you're standing for the old show, go back and watch the old show and then tell me that it that it was even good. Like it was it was okay, I guess, but it is. First of all, it doesn't stand the test of time, at all. And second of all, the animation was shitty, and they didn't put a whole lot of budget into just like basic background sets. It's like it's kind of fucking cringe. Yeah, I think uh, Mattel, the owners of uh, He-Man, I believe they released the, all the seasons on on YouTube. It used to be on Netflix. Netflix had all of it. Yeah. And then this show's been rebooted, and there's like a, a prequel movie, I guess. Cause, uh, oh, this shit isn't free. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's probably free uh, somewhere. So, originally, I guess the first instance of this is... Um, the Secret of the Sword, where they introduce both He-Man and She-Ra, and then there's the animated series, but I guess not. The animated series came out in 83, and then 85 was The Secret of the Sword. I guess it, like, reintroduces... It introduces She-Ra and, like, some prequel lore, and then there is She-Ra, and then there's The New Adventures of He-Man, which came out in 1990 and only lasted a year. Then there's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe in 2002. Yeah. And then we we didn't see nothing again until 2018 She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. And now we have Masters of the Universe Revelation. Now, Revelation, I, I think a lot of people might be confused at thinking that this is a reboot or a remake. Mm-hmm. And this is not. This is literally a continuation of the original 80s. Like, the fight between Skeletor and... and and He-Man was still kind of going on, and then basically Skeletor launches his ultimate plan, and we see it come through, and ends up killing him and He-Man. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I just I like what they did, even though you know people are mad about yeah. certain things. I'm just like they did. I th- thought they did a pretty good job. I understand some of the some of the more valid complaints, but like the ones just He-Man not being there, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. Um, I'm glad that we had, you know, showing the, the, the women being strong, like, okay. Like, it it was well done. So it wasn't... I didn't feel like the whole... Um, I don't know how to even put it anymore, because it sounds so stupid to even fucking say out loud. But I didn't feel like it was sort of like trying to, like, demean men or some shit like that, or making it like a raw, raw girl thing. I didn't get any of that fucking vibe from this show. If you did, I'm sorry your life is terrible. You know, <laughs> it, I, I didn't get any of that feeling. I just thought, I, I thought that the the story, I, I felt like somebody wrote this that cared about the story of, you know, Eternia as a whole and that whole universe. You know, the fact that this one person wasn't in it for a while, I think it added to the lore of the whole thing. And he's back yeah. now. And yeah, I know there's oh, gonna be five more episodes. I expect mm-hmm. him to be in the five episodes. Maybe. You know. Yeah, maybe. But, but yeah, but if he's not, I don't, I don't really care if he's not. You know, because we have, I mean, Tila being a badass to me, I was just like, wow, that's fucking cool. Like she was a legit badass. Yeah. And I, I mean, like that. She in the original, she was his bodyguard, which is well, she's Prince Adam's bodyguard. I think a lot of people seem to forget that Prince Adam, even though he was yoked as fuck, his bodyguard was Tila. 
she went with him pretty much everywhere. And so he would like run off to a little like a little vine opening and then he transform into He-Man and then he'd come back out and be like, Oh, let's do this, Tila and then he'd like fight Skeletor and shit. Yeah. Um, wait. Uh, well, I, I know a lot of people were complaining about the dialogue. Some people were saying the dialogue wasn't that great or the voice acting was kind of subpar. Hold, hold on. Who, who the fuck said the voice acting was subpar? It's fucking... It's a who's who of voice acting. It, yeah. it is, but some people say they're fuck. calling the voice acting pedestrian. Fuck some, some people. people. said it's subpar. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. I mean, people were like, I don't care if it's Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like, you know, this is terrible voice I acting do. or... I don't see the relationship with her until like the credits started rolling. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I, yeah, I knew so Skeletor was Skeletor. Skeletor. Yeah, Mark Hamill. Uh, oh, yeah. Mark Hamill was Skeletor. Yeah, I knew Mark Hamill. I was like, "That's fucking Mark Hamill. That's dope." Oh so, yeah, and then you had um, Lena Headley, uh, Cersei from uh, Game of Thrones, Evil Lynn. Yeah. And then like I heard, you know, there's people complaining like, "Oh my god!" Like, like there's a scene where uh, Orko and Evil Lynn are talking, and and he tells her his given name and what the story was behind that and then she tells him that you know basically I, I i added evil to my name and people were complaining i'm like dude did you really think like look at all the names from fucking he-man most of them are ridiculous you have ram man many faces <laughs> trap merman, jaw, merman. Yeah. like come uh, on trap jaw. i remember these man triclops Triclops. This dude has three fucking face, one eye, but it has three like fucking rotations. And you're gonna complain that some chick's name is Lynn, even though she added evil to her name. People are saying, oh, you know, that was, that was a lame line. I'm like, how is that lame? Like everyone else has a lame fucking name. The only one with the badass name is Skeletor. Skeletor yeah. has the best name. And and hero. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my goodness! Wait, so I I looked up uh, a picture of Adam, a uh, Prince Adam versus He Man, and like this is this is the difference yeah. between the two fuckers. Like, like okay, one's got blonde, on, one's man. a fucking redhead just, or orange hair, or orange, orange and one's blonde. It's so yeah, ridiculous. Like, yeah, like even if you look at like the way their pecs are drawn, like they're they're damn they're the same fucking pe pec stroke. Even their arms, like holy shit, that shit's fucking funny. It's so it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, I actually love what they did with Evil Lynn because it made her like a, a kind of like a complicated character because you know she was like evil in the beginning and then she seemed like she's gonna be kind of a good guy and then she went back to evil in the end, sort of well, then, like, maybe. So well, also like how she kind of talked about how like like she was enticed by Skeletor and like you know she she don't she she dedicated her whole like even <laughs> I always thought that, I thought the shit was awesome in the fucking opening credits. Like, when they show Skeletor, Evil Lynn is, like, laying down on the ground in, like, her fucking Princess Leia pose. And I was like, holy shit, they really added that artwork to this fucking show. But, <laughs> yeah, just, just to kind of get a little bit more of her backstory was kind of cool. And how she's, like, I don't know, she's she's a badass in right, in her right. But, like, you know, she there's there's good in her. But then once it came down to it, she's just looking out for number fucking one. She wants that Skeletic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, she wanted to get boned. Well, it's, it's funny because, like, Skeletor had, uh, who was it? Somebody asked Skeletor, like, why does he do what he does? And he was like, who, he, he basically said, what, who, what bitches are going to fuck this face or something like that? Like, he said something, not, not along that line, but he basically said, like, there is no woman that will lay with this face or something like that. And I was like, holy shit, like, it comes down to what Kronos had said, like, in the past about how, like, you know, 
if you ain't busting nuts, you just you just be basically becoming like an evil person or whatever. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, what's funny is that Skeletor. So in the the last He-Man show, I think it was two thousand and two, which was just funny because I didn't know it came out because I was overseas at the time. Um, I was on I was on the Mew, but I saw like the old like segment of like how Skeletor became Skeletor, and he used to be like kind of a handsome guy. And then oh, yeah, he became yeah. Skeletor. So that that was like really. Hopefully they go back into that in in this one because I I think that people don't understand why he has a skeleton face and why he's blue. So yeah. Um, Another little fun fact: um, this was in the toys that made us. They did a thing on He Man, and they they mentioned how they use the same body mode for He Man as they use for Skeletor. So their bodies are pretty much interchangeable like if you look at the two toys to get side by side they're the exact same body mold i feel that like all the he-man toys yeah but they probably feel like they all have the same fucking body molds they just yeah. change change the color dye and i think the hardest part are the heads because many faces you had to press a button and his face would flip so you have a different yeah face. you had like a dial on top of his head yeah and then yeah, i remember uh, i used to have the trap toy trap jaw also oh, has like guy. yeah <laughs> So yeah, I the, mean, the skunk toy—it stinked. It had like a little scent of like a skunk. It didn't last long. Once you open the box, the smell went basically went away within like a week or two. A week or two. Yeah, yeah but it still had wow. a, it had a nice it had a bad stink to it. That's all bad. Um, I mean, basically, this was like it felt like this was kind of like a Lord of the Rings, but He Man, like lore. I mean, everyone was doing this for the best of Eternia, even though. They knew what had, they were. A lot of them were there, except for the new chick. They were there when Skeletor and He-Man fought, saw them explode, and you know they find out that the whole planet is in jeopardy. So they mark out on an adventure to save the planet. And everyone's mad. They're like, "Well, this is supposed to be He-Man. Where's He-Man at?" Well, well, this says Masters of the Universe. That's the title of the show. And there are other people within there that are badass, just like He-Man. So we're seeing. A bit of that, and apparently that's not good enough for a lot of people. So I'm just like, well, I don't know what to tell you, but I enjoyed this. I mean, they even made Merman kind of interesting, even though he was kind of useless originally. He actually showed some like cojones in this, and that he actually mattered because he got them to where they need to be. Um, they go to heaven and hell in the show. Uh, we get to see Hero. We find out that the first, I guess, uh, person to wield the sort of power was just, was um, a guy that sells you your insurance. Your <laughs> fault. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, yeah, it's also funny because like the the way the whole how masters of not the master universe, but the the, the hero or the oh, shit, I don't even know what they fucking call them. But those who wield the sword, it's almost like the same same thing like with Avatar. Like once you have that ability to the Avatar, like you're able to. At least you be able to contact the other avatars from the past but not well i guess you're not really able to contact them with the sword but like they, it kind of has that same thing like you know there's like a long list of people who had this mantle before and like once you once you die you get you basically get free access to heaven where you're able to take on any of the body forms you want and you're able to hang out with the other not he-man he people I guess they are he people. yeah <laughs> the well there's one he she on there <laughs> What's <laughs> just the way Prodigy likes it. Yeah. But no, like, um, 
I was just I was just gonna say that uh, one thing that shocked me, which I didn't realize until like I watched kind of the the Master of the Universe after party show that they have on Netflix, was that uh, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, is the voice of uh, Mer- Merman mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? I didn't I didn't even realize that was his voice until like I watched the thing, and that was kind of cool because they you know we have uh, Henry Calvin or not Henry Calvin, uh, Mark Cap- Hamilton as um, Skeletor. And just you know, that's another iconic voice. Like he, like right when I heard him, I was like, "Oh shit, this is Mark. This is definitely his fucking style." But he does a really, I think he did a really good job with Skeletor. But for um, the voice of Mossman, uh, that voice actor is actually the original voice actor of Skeletor it's from the original uh, animated series. But I, I thought it was kind of cool for them to bring him in this because I don't. Know, it's it's really rare for them to bring, like some original characters onto like a not a rebranding, but like kind of a. A sequel to the show basically i guess they, they yeah. do it with i think transformers they do a good job because i think they bring back um they brought back everybody peter. Optimus Prime yeah they bring back, back peter to do optimus prime voice like even they in did. the fucking movies they have frank, him they brought back peter they brought back frank welker they even brought back judd nelson to be hot rod and rodimus prime so they brought back a lot of people unfortunately some of the voice actors have passed away like casey Kasem, leonard nimoy they can't bring everybody back so but yeah. <laughs> All right. But, yeah. Uh, since Stitch is here, can we talk about Sports Go Sports? Let's do it. Sure. <laughs> all right, Stitch, have you, have you been watching the Olympics at all? Yeah, I've been um, tuning in. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. I, I kind of enjoy it being in a completely different side of the globe because uh, like late at night when I'm up after like the kids down, I can like turn to it and it's like going on live like out in uh japan and stuff which is is pretty cool and i I know they replay it like during the day uh i guess during like prime time hours for here uh like us in the states or like people that are uh, up at normal hours but it's uh, it's pretty cool and then with like the roku tv um you can pretty much uh search by whatever sport where back in the day when you just had cable essentially you were just getting your track and field swimming diving Mm -hmm. uh gymnastics and you were just at mercy for whatever it was that nbc gave you but it's pretty dope that you can like like watch like random stuff like uh i was watching like dressage just so i could laugh at the horses and and everything (laughs) uh uh, i watched some some judo uh surfing has been really cool uh to watch and then um I've always had a thing for like fencing and archery, but it's been really cool to watch the, uh, the Olympics on on that level of it. Yeah, yeah, that that's been uh, it's been really cool to like having like the the customized apps on various platforms, uh, you know, do their things. I mean, actually, shout out to Amazon too because they did uh, they had like a whole thing where they were doing the Paralympics and the Olympics kind of together um, as like an exclusive thing. Which I thought was pretty cool for the for the trials. I don't know if they're doing it now for the actual Olympics, but at least for the trials, they were they were showing like a lot of the Paralympic stuff and the Olympics kind of together. Which I think is is cool because it's pretty rare that you get the Paralympics and Olympics together. As far as I know, from what I remember, usually they are in different years. Um, but obviously, because of COVID, um, the years kind of blur together. Um, so in in getting having them explain to to a layperson. Uh, people's different disabilities and that they have like this different like SP score for you know how disabled you are on certain events um, was very interesting to learn about like I I learned a lot from just watching like a couple hours of the Paralympics thought that was dope Um, 
But going into like the actual Olympics uh, for Tokyo, like first of all, I'm surprised they're even still doing it. To be honest with you, I, I was considering yeah. not watching it at all because I didn't watch um, any football at all because of COVID. And I was like, why are you guys still doing football? Like, I'm not gonna support this shit because people are getting sick still. Um, but with the Olympics, I was like, you know, I, I need to watch some of it. I, I'm, I'm gonna try to watch some of it, even though. I feel bad for for Japan for putting it on because they're they're seeing a huge spike in COVID cases because of the Olympics. Like we have stupid motherfuckers from America where where you could easily get the vaccine that are going over there unvaccinated, and I'm just like, why? Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? And people over in Japan, I think it spiked like 150 something percent in Japan so far with COVID cases because they don't they don't have. Um, access to the access to the vaccines as well as we do in America, which is kind of weird. Um, but I had to get over it and just like watch, you know. Well, like the, the no, some of the players also are, are getting COVID as well, and it, it yeah. makes you think because I, I think one of the requirements for the players to go there was to, for them to have a negative uh, test result. But it's like, um, yeah, with the with some of these countries, they kind of do a little bit of the doping. They try to keep that shit under wraps. I'm pretty sure they probably do the same thing with COVID. Like, oh, this person, this person is vaccinated, or or they don't, they got a, a negative COVID test. We we're okay to send them to the Olympics because they're the best of the best. Yeah, at least that's what that's a conspiracy theory I'm throwing out there. No, it's not. I don't well, think it's conspiracy at all. Go ahead, Stitch. I was gonna say the people of Japan. A lot of them don't even want it there. Yeah, um, no. a lot of the I know uh, Toyota, which was one of I guess the main sponsors, they withdrew from even having their name attached to the to the entire thing because they're just like, yo, we don't want this here. Uh, we got more important things going on and everything. But because of how everything's, pretty much the money's already been kind of invested in building all these like arenas and all this other stuff. And I, I think I saw you post something about how. Uh, these Olympics go to like certain cities and uproot all these big ass like venues and everything. And then once the, the Olympics roll out, they just pretty much become like ghost towns and shit like that. And it's just like dead ass abandoned buildings and shit. Yep. But I mean, obviously the Olympics was pushed back. And I, I, I guess in a weird way, Japan's on the hook already for all this money because they, they put this bid in however many years in advance to have it there. They built all the shit there. And they were pretty much ready to go and, and drop however x many millions of dollars to have it there so they've already lost the money so they're trying to i guess recoup the money that they've already had by i guess just trying to plow through and, and have the olympics go on even though it's obviously a bad idea and citizens don't want it it's just a, a shit situation with i mean there's no fans there even at the the uh, opening ceremonies when normally you have like an awesome ass scene where the uh, stadium's full and all the Olympic athletes are like walking in from each country and uh, you'll have like the lighting of the torch. I think it, it was Atlanta where you had like Muhammad Ali. Uh, yet it was actually yeah. an archer or Muhammad Ali gave the, the torch to like this archer who had it on a bow, I yeah. mean on an arrow. And then they shot the arrow into the, the torch thing and lit it. And it's always like something pretty dope, but you, you're doing, uh, it's in an empty stadium. So it's like, who are, the, who, are the, who are the athletes like waving to and shit in the, in the empty stadiums like for who for what so it's 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 been a mess all around just from the structure standpoint of it and just no fans and just empty arenas no crowd it's just really weird and awkward but i mean it's the olympics i guess so i i watch just so just to watch yeah you know i i'm a huge fan of the olympics in general 
But I just feel like this year, I mean, last year they, they pushed it back. I was like, okay, makes sense. This year, I, I would have had no problem with them pushing it back again. Because it's not worth, not even, it's not worth a single life. It's not. And somebody could like very likely die in Japan from these rising COVID rates. Is, is the Olympics really worth a life? No. I mean, to me, I mean, no. Bring it back, bring it bringing it back to their countries, which obviously aren't as vaccine equipped. Uh, I mean, you're going to like, uh, I'm just throwing out a country like Trinidad and Tobago. I don't know what their, their, how much medicine they have, but you're risking athletes coming back to their family and loved ones or whatever, and, and getting them infected off something they got at the Olympics and stuff. So it's essentially a possible super spreader event. And then you're sending all these people back home across the, the globe. Just yeah, it's just idea. yeah, it's just it seems reckless to me. I have a solution for, it, but I guess I'll talk about it. I guess sort of at the end of the Olympics conversation because I want to talk about some other things first before I even get there, um, because there are things that are kind of important to me to talk about um, with Simone Biles. Uh, yeah, so Simone Biles. So even before you know what happened, which we'll get into in a minute, as I was watching her like build up in the Olympics, she's uh, the most. I think she's the most decorated gymnast of all time all right going into this olympics so she's already amazing she's the they call her the goat for a reason the greatest of all time for a reason um she does things that are so difficult that they deduct her points because nobody else can do it which is fucked up hella fucked up so she's like as i'm watching her like do her thing like even in the trials uh even doing like some of her olympic events i'm like i feel like she is trying so hard to hold on to this greatest of all time status that she's making like what are minuscule mistakes, but they're only minuscule mistakes because she's doing things that are so difficult. And the fact that she's doing this, they're knocking down her points anyway. I'm like, why does she, why is she even doing this when she's already cemented herself into being the greatest of all time? And it's obvious that this whole Olympic committee, like all the judges, are against her for for doing too well. Um, and it was it, and I'm like, I hope that she does well in the Olympics. But at the same time, it's like they've been against her since like the trials, even before the trials. And like when she does like her, when you watch her do her full routine, and she does what's called the Biles, which is named after her because she's the only person that can fucking do it. And they knock down her points because she's doing it. Because it's too hard and people can't do it. It's like, come on, man! Like you're putting all this pressure on this person, this really young person, to like do these things, but then she's getting penalized for it, you know. And then putting all the weight of a, you know, of America on her shoulders to like be number one, and it's like, man, taxing. Like, yeah, just like fuck all that. And when she said that, when she announced that. You know, she's going to pull out of the competition. I'm like, good. Good for you. Like, seriously. I don't, I don't even give a shit, like, what problems you had. Like, uh, it, she cited, you know, some mental issues. And that when she was doing, like, she was doing, like, a certain move where she was supposed to go around, like, two and a half times. And she went around one and a half times because she couldn't, she didn't know where she was, in, like, in the actual space of doing the move. I'm like, all right. I mean, you know, you're they put so much pressure on you that that small little mistake you know, is detrimental to, like, your whole, you know, the rest of your Olympic career. And I, when she pulled out of the Olympics, I kept thinking about Carrie Strug. Remember her? Yeah. 
Yeah, so it was in 1996. Carrie Strug. I, I, I watched... Well, I used to watch the Olympics all the fucking time. Because uh, I was a track guy. But I used to love watching gymnastics and everything. Because I, I love watching all that stuff. Carrie Strug, she was a really good uh, gymnast. And she broke her ankle. And they, they made her do the vault on a broken ankle. And yeah, she got the gold medal on a broken ankle. And she, you know... After doing the vault, but then guess what? She had to retire because of injuries. At 18 years old. Yeah, the the thing with Strung and um, it's it's interesting once you like go back and like, I guess re- look at all the details on what had happened because I remember watching it when it happened and yeah. she did the first vault and like she like uh, sort of couldn't put weight like on her like left leg after she she did the routine off the, um, the I can't even think of the name but the you run and bolt. I guess it's just called the bolt or whatever. Um, and so I guess she had to do it again. But what most people forget or don't even remember, partially because the coach was an idiot, was that the team had already clinched it at that point. So essentially all she needed to do was just come, like fucking, she could have done a cartwheel off the thing and it would have been okay. But because her coach was an idiot and didn't fucking do the math right, he fucking coached up like, oh, we need you got to do it one more time, blah, 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 blah. And this fucking, I don't, I'd have to look at the age because I don't know if she was 18 at the time because, I mean, they all look like they're they're 12. I, I looked it up. She was eight. She, she had to retire at 18, okay. yeah. Okay. But uh, made, made her do it again. And that, essentially that was her last fucking vault that, that are where she competed. And then on the... Um, sort of the behind the scenes dark side of the whole Olympic gymnastics women's side where you have the massive, massive history of sexual abuse uh, and grooming and sexualization of these girls and stuff. And, and essentially that you're, you're there. And I don't want to make generalizations because I don't know per, personally the whole gymnastics side of it and what actually goes on. I'm just sort of reciting stories and what I've seen in like the news and what arrests like actual members of like coaching staffs from the United States national team has had, but they're like groomed at like an early age and like coached up just to be like, you do it what your coach says. It's not like you can really say no. Cause you're like, you're, you start, you get in gymnastics when you're like crazy young. It's not like you just, Oh yeah. Four. I just feel like I'm going to start gymnastics at, at 16. Like, no, no, it's like, like four. You're, you're, yeah, exactly. You're in Ford learning how to tumble and all kinds of stuff. And at 12, and even on that 96 team, uh, there was a girl, Dominique Mochiano, who uh, she came out and spoke today. But she won it. She got a gold medal at that Olympics, and she was 14. And she uh, tweeted out about on one of her um, balance beam routines, she essentially landed on her head. And uh, it ended up she had, like, some sort of, like, cracked something not in her back but like they didn't they didn't even like bother to check her they were just she was saying like the coaches just told me go out there and do it again you, you have to do it she was like i was too scared to say no i couldn't say no because i was i'm 14 years old all i know is to say yes to my coaches and and to do what what it is that i'm told so i'm i'm happy that we are now having this whole um this whole discussion and we're seeing these these young women athletes be able to uh, exert themselves and stand up for themselves and say, yeah, like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm taking some time out for me. I don't care if you if you came to see me play at Wimbledon or if you fucking flew across to, to 
see me in Japan, this is my body, this is my career, this is my personal health, and if I don't feel safe doing it, whether it's mentally I'm not in the game, whether it's tennis, or or mentally when you're doing gymnastics, because essentially gymnastics is you're, you're diving without water, and essentially. You have to land on your feet or you're going to be hurt. Yeah. I mean, and if, if you can't find the ground or you, you aren't confident in in your ability to to know where you are in space when you're flipping and twisting upside down, that's a fucking problem. And you're yeah. going to get yourself seriously hurt. It's not like people try to talk. I'm sorry, going on a little rant. But no, please people do. People try to compare like, oh, oh, Michael Jordan in 96 with, with his flu game. and blah. I'm like, <laughs> what, what's, what's the worst that could have happened with Michael Jordan or whatever? He, he would have vomited on the court. That would have been it. Like he would have eat. What? Well, you have this girl who's doing balance beam, high high bar routines and stuff like that. And she's like, yo, I can't locate myself like in terms of time and space when I'm flipping through the air. I might break my fucking neck or whatever and I just don't feel comfortable doing this. And well, people are yeah. just like, you're you're being selfish because you're going to lose and all this dumb shit. I'm just like, you can't even do a round off and you're telling this this greatest <laughs> yeah. of all time gymnast that she's she's quitting and turning her back on her, on her fucking country when she's already gotten more medals than than you've even like seen in your lifetime it's it's sickening yeah it's, well it's kind of funny a quick so this over the weekend this uh the sweetness's cousin had a birthday party or his her nephew our, our nephew and they had a jump house and i went in there and i jumped and i did a like a front flip and like i was thinking when i was doing a front flip like i don't know how i want to fucking land this like holy shit and then i when you mentioned how like you know with her she talked about how she can't she can't figure out like her headspace stuff like that i was like yeah i can never be a fucking genius because that shit's fucking scary who are you gonna say, Cronus? Yeah, no, I was just uh, like w- with Michael Jordan. Though people, w- <laughs> when they compare Michael Jordan having the flu and playing, it's like okay. I mean, first of all, you're demanding that Michael Jordan plays with the flu. Like he doesn't have to. He he also does not have to play with the flu. That was his decision. If he would have said no, I'm too sick, which a lot of fucking athletes do, then it'd have been fine. You know, it, or it should be fine. I don't think that people that I've never been an athlete really understand like what it's like to like push your limits physically and then having like an off day um and not I've been an athlete for most of my life all right and especially as I'm aging like there's days where like you just can't perform the way that you used to perform or even when I was young you know there was like when I was like actually competing you know like track it's just like some days you ain't got it you know, and to have somebody pushing for you, and then for these fucking clowns to get mad that, oh, you can't perform for me today. It's like, motherfucker, what do you do in your life? You know what I mean? That you're, you're demanding for me to perform for you. You know what I mean? Like, they, they try to make it sound like she's not proud to be an American. If, whether, is she, whether she is or not is irrelevant. If she feels like her safety is in jeopardy, then that's it's her right to step back. I, I saw the most ridiculous shit that I saw was people saying that, oh, well, she was taking up a spot on the team when other women could have, you know, taken that spot. Yeah, no, because <laughs> would how far would have, would the American would the gymnastics team gotten w- without her? Seriously, think of that. Would they have gotten in the in the Olympics and gotten to even silver without her? No. They probably wouldn't have because she's the best in the fucking world and everybody knows it so for that that whole bullshit argument 
oh, she's taking up a spot on the team. It's like saying Michael Jordan's taking up a spot on the team because he broke his ankle. And and now he can't compete. Like, what? he's still the fucking best. You wouldn't have got that if he wasn't the best. You know, these fucking crazy-ass double standards that I see from from Americans. I see, I've seen so many people that are friends of mine that have talked shit um, about America, like, losing. Like, there was one guy in particular that was saying good that America didn't, for the first time in, like, 40-something years, that America didn't get a gold medal on the first day. And then after that, every single face that I saw... After that, he was like, "Oh, these, you know, he was posting all these white faces. Oh, how good that they that they won. Oh, yeah, they, they got their gold medal. I'm like, you're you're a fucking racist, man. You don't even fucking realize it. Like seriously, like <laughs> it's fucking it's it's so they, insane to me. They have, uh, they have alternates in in team sports like that. Yeah. They have alternates that go with the team. It it wasn't like she didn't compete and her entire squad had to forfeit and they couldn't yeah. go on or whatever." They, they have the, the starting lineup or whatever, and then they have like two or three alternates or whatever that travel with the team. And it's there, they're there to be ready in case a person can't go. Whether she snapped her fucking leg in half and broke her, her fucking fibula, then she would jump in. If she had the chicken pox or caught COVID or just wasn't mentally there, then okay, next next woman up or whatever. And that's what that person is trained all her life to do, to do and be ready for is to go do that vault or do that full routine or whatever it is, and that's what they're there for. And then, so it, it, that whole point and argument about, oh, she let her team down, like, no, they didn't. No, she didn't or whatever. And then she also pulled out of like the individual uh, routine, which does nothing to hurt the fucking country or anything that just, that's her saying like, I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm, I'm obviously not gonna win a medal, so that's fine or whatever. If that's her decision that she wants to do, then that's fine. That, I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't have this, this sense of nationalism when I'm watching the Olympics. Like I want to watch the best person win. And if it's someone from Russia or someone from fucking Brazil that happens to be the best fucking swimmer in the world, awesome. More power to them. I, I was fucking hyped up more than I could ever be, and I'm sure Kronos will say the same thing when I saw Usain Bolt fucking blow motherfuckers away in the 100 and 200 meters and he yep. is not american he's from fucking jamaica and it was, am i mad saying like oh fucking justin gatling you piece of shit you suck train harder like nah i'm fucking <laughs> yeah. no bolt i want to see some i want to see some greatness like i watch olympics to see greatness i don't care which flag they wave up when the when, it, when it's done and over with i want to see the best athlete yeah. win. and if an athlete from whatever country doesn't perform that day or feels like they can't give it their all then i applaud them for being there they they trained all their life to be there but somebody obviously beat them out that day and kudos to that person from whatever fucking country that they are i applaud them and they are the best at that sport that day in the world and i'm, I'm happy for them yeah what's crazy to me is that this is literally like a, a narrative for america this is honestly for me and this is not a stretch for me to say this this is why we have fucking a problem with violence in america like, seriously, because people, they don't know how to just, like, fucking chill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people, you can't have off days in America. You know what I mean? You can't just take some some mental health days off. Like, we're, we're, we're <laughs> we can have somebody shoot up a school, and he can go to fucking, go home, or not go home. He can be taken into custody, alive, and go to Burger King. But then you have, and, and nobody questions his Americanism. Nobody talks about how he's betraying his country. 
but you have Raven. the Even fucking best, the best in the world at this sport, and she is mentally not uh, there to com- to complete her her sport, and all of a sudden she's a traitor to America. Like, well, are you also, fucking serious? It also kind of made me think of um, uh, was it Caitlin uh, Ohashi, the the oh, one U.S. Yes. gymnast bat? Oh God, I go super thick. But uh, no, I remember her talking about how like you know she she got injured, and she didn't want to go back and compete just because she talked about how like how like demanding it is to be an Olympics like you know like the not just the workout and stuff like that it's just it isn't fun anymore like it's it's so com- it's not about it being competitive it's so like you know you're being forced to do something that you used to love doing and I think that's the one kind of a downside with the Olympics is that or at least for a gymnast I'm not sure how it is for the other sports but it's it's like it's like yeah you have to be great if you're not great then just just fucking leave and that that pressure and demand is so fucking high for these gymnasts that you know i can understand how why um homegirl she took a mental break or she took a yeah she took a mental break because having that pressure of the world looking at you and expecting you to be the fucking greatest enough of all time and then have like these people basically shit on you saying like hey you did something great but we don't like that like stop it you need to stop doing that because you're you're better than everybody else and Especially at the at the age of twenty, she's twenty four now. So at twenty was when she competed in the last Olympics. So you're at you're twenty years old. She's done. you're a twenty year old yeah. female that's been doing gymnastics. I, I don't know if she was on the one like eight years ago. I'm sure she she's been competing uh, at a high level of gymnastics. She, she's probably been like twelve or whatever like that. But that's a fucking ridiculous amount of pressure for anyone to to have or whatever. Michael Jordan's flu game wasn't when he was twenty four years old. And shit like that. It wasn't on a on a national stage, and and when Michael Jordan was doing that, he was getting paid millions of fucking dollars because yeah. that was his fucking job. And she ain't getting paid shit. Olymp- yeah, most uh, some some Olympic athletes they do get endorsement deals, but are, those are few and far between. You you get your Michael Phelps, you'll get your Carl Lewis, your your Bolt, and I'm sure Biles has some some uh, endorsement deals. But yeah, we're not talking is. about. Michael Jordan money or NBA player money where it's where they're getting paid annually 20 million dollars just for doing whatever it's it's they train all their lives to get a medal around their chest and it's it's not even really it's not about money for them it, it really isn't a cake man in, in the chat had mentioned that uh apparently he's saying that NJ Michael Jordan didn't have food poisoning he or he didn't have the flu he actually had food poisoning yeah, yeah that's he what did. they said in their life yeah, in the, in the last dance documentary, they they sort of went over that. Yeah, uh, yeah it's just it's it's incredible to me that people are just so disgraceful. Like I literally I saw a comment on Facebook yesterday where somebody said good that she's pulling out of the competition because now she doesn't have a chance to kneel f- in front of the flag. And I'm like, bitch, she's never done that. But I mean, if she wanted to do it, okay. Like, you know, she's still bringing home fucking gold medals like what the fuck are you doing in your life are you pulling home gold medals yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it's like uh, where chris rocks talked about the uh the oj prize or whatever like dude, dude, i didn't get an olympic prize when whoever came home with an olympic medal where's, where's my olympic medal gold prize that somebody else won like does, does my life become easier if simone biles gets a gold or a bronze or doesn't get a, a medal at all no yeah it doesn't fucking matter or whatever so who the fuck cares what she does with her medal she's the one that earned the spot to be on that stage and if she wanted to take a knee put a fucking fist up or walk off the podium 
I don't care because she earned the right to do whatever she wanted to do by being the best gymnast in the world at that at that those games. Yeah, it, the the thing about like the people that you know they get mad about you know taking a knee or doing the fist up for the flag or whatever. People get mad about that by saying, well, oh, well, you're disrespecting America, blah blah. But America gave you all this blah. blah. Like you don't even fucking get it. Like that's that's irrelevant to like whatever the fuck you're saying. Like they were just born here. Like nobody fucking most Americans didn't pick to to live here. You just, you were just born here. You got fucking lucky. You got super lucky. <laughs> super lucky. The lottery. Yeah. Um, and for somebody to be like, oh well, you know they should be able to do that. You know, blah. I'm like, they just they were born here. And if they don't, if their conditions in their lifetime in America were not your conditions, and you're not interested in like understanding like what the conditions were, then you can go f- just fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they want to take a knee, I don't give a shit. Take a fucking knee. You know, put and your fist up. I don't, I don't care. It's your right. It's your fucking right. And with the Olympics, like, it's like... Well, at least here in America, it's like it's gonna. It's like a life or death situation. It's not like if the person didn't win gold, that the whole fucking family is going to be slaughtered or whatever. But then also, it's in like... <laughs> it's some then when it goes, it's going to bring in <laughs> fucking world peace or some shit. Like, you know, yeah. the Olympics are just a competition of people playing against each other. There's like, there's people from... That'll be from like China, but they'll compete under like Russia or whatever. So, like it, the country yeah. that they represent doesn't kind of doesn't really doesn't even really fucking matter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Real quick. Oh. Let's. Oh, oh, Ninja, go ahead. What do you want, sir? Uh, I was gonna say I don't know if y'all saw this. Uh, uh, I guess he's a conservative podcaster. I, I don't remember his name. I saw this earlier, but he was going off. He called Simone selfish. And he said that she was weak, and he was saying that we're raising a generation of weak athletes or weak people in the U.S. because she basically quit. And I was just like, what the hell? And, like, people came after this guy. I mean, on Twitter, because he has his own – his podcast is filmed. I'm not sure where it's broadcasted, but he just kept going on and on about Simone Biles. And, like, he's like, oh, she quit. Now I got to watch and see Russia win. Like, oh, why dude. is Russia winning? And I'm like, dude, why does this even matter to you? You don't even compete. <laughs> Bro, uh, J- J- Jordan quit base- basketball to go play baseball for two years. Where, where was all the outrage for that? He quit after his father got murdered and stuff like that. Was he weak or whatever? Because he had a lot of shit that he was dealing with, and he, he decided to quit basketball or whatever, and he ended up coming back. But nobody says anything about that. But they, they want to just, oh, yeah, flu game. But ignore and look over that whole little bloop of his timeline where he uh, decided to be like, yo, I'm done with basketball for right now. I, I just, my heart's not in it. That's fine. Uh, yeah, fuck that guy. Because calling her weak after she won 27 gold medals, five silver medals, and four bronze medals in her lifetime. What the fuck have you done, man? Are you, was that guy the first in anything? He, he's, he's not winning any medal for podcast. Yeah, he's not, he's not first in anything. She's been first 27 fucking times. In her life, and she's only 24 years old. Like what? Yeah. Come on. Anyway, moving on a little bit. Still talking about about the Olympics. I want to talk about really quick about the the very strange. Um, oh, Charlie the, Kirk. Sorry, that's the name of the guy. Yeah, Charlie fuck that Kirk. guy. Um, talking about yeah. the Olympic committees, a very strange implementation of uniforms for females, which I am fucking baffled about this shit. Because, let me just, I'll give you some, 
qualifications. So, the Germany. Oh, let me talk about the the first one. I guess that, that came up was the the Norwegian handball team shorts for females. They got fined because they decided to wear shorts instead of bikinis. They got fined for that. Okay, I guess Pink decided to pay the fines, which is cool. You know, that's pretty dope. Uh, but at the same time, Germany for the female uh, gymnastics, they could they they decided to wear full body suits. So why isn't there the similar? Like, fine for that. Which also, if you're in the Olympics, wear whatever the fuck makes you comfortable. Like, I don't give a shit, like, what you... As long as it, if you're comfortable and it's not giving you an actual advantage, then wear whatever makes, wear whatever makes you comfortable. You know? Um, and then also, um, Alice Deering's, um, she was a, a, she's a black swimmer, and they wouldn't allow her to wear a certain swim cap that would, uh help her natural black hair is amazing too and also there was two other uh, olympians that were from africa that were natural females that were disqualified from the olympics because they had uh too high of natural testosterone levels i'm just like man we gotta i know i, I said a, a bunch of times on this podcast about my issue with you know certain trans athletes competing against like women because of you know uh, hormone levels and just natural like biological like no matter what you do after a certain point in time if you're a full grown full grown man and you transition to be a woman you're still going to have mechanical advantages over women because our bodies are different like our hips are narrower um, you know our bones are denser all that shit like you take th those things are always going to be there there needs to be a better way going forward to like figure all that shit out you know what I mean? With, like, hormone levels. Because I think if, if, if you're a natural woman and you just happen to have naturally high testosterone, then what the fuck? At the same time, though, you get into, like, the whole trans argument, too. Like, well, they're women now. They might have higher testosterone or not. Like, they need to figure out, like, a better solution for this shit. So I'm, I'm like, I'm now, I'm, I'm more on the fence now with, like, trans athletes because of this situation. You know. It, it's kind of crazy. I, I know we have at least one or two trans athletes in the Olympics. And it's just, like, instead of just, like, giving the blanket no, we need to, like, figure out a real solution to this thing. And, like, figure out, like, a, a happy medium or, like, a better way to, like, like, a better test or something. There has to be something better that we can do for these people. Because you, you, there, it's already happening now where you're sweeping up people that are definitely born a woman, but because they have natural higher testosterone, then they can't compete, and that's that's kind of fucked up, and they have to be yeah. black. So it's interesting because like I remember, oh, I can't remember what Olympics it was, but I remember U.S. had a new. I mean, this this doesn't relate to like the whole trans um, trans uh, people. But, like, I remember for the swim team, because I, I used to be a swimmer, and, like, um, I followed the whole... This was before even Michael Phelps. We did a biathlete together, like, remember, man? Yeah, oh, I remember that. I fucked up because I was in the middle of the goddamn pool and the race goddamn started <laughs> when I was doing my warm-up. That's but, what uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I remember the U.S., they got penalized because the U.S. created a new fucking, like, swimsuit that had, like, it almost yeah. had like gills on the side of it that made the athletes more 
aerodynamic so they can swim fast through the water but they were penalized because of it because you know they they had a, it was an advantage over everybody else and it's like like isn't, isn't that the, like a whole point of the olympics like you know these people work out they work harder they do this and like they their their body is physically built to have an advantage over other countries or whatever and that i mean this is separate than like you know oh why is she wearing a bathing suit because you know i want to see her 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 body or whatever like that doesn't make any sense for, for them to do that but like once it comes to the whole transgen thing like yeah that's it's such it's such a hard topic to bring up just because you know you want you want everybody to have a fair advantage but then also you want you know for the trans community to have that opportunity to represent for that for their identified gender in this sport because they, they love this sport or whatever not but you know the fact that some african ladies had higher testosterone than other ladies and that's kind of why they were penalized or kicked out like that that doesn't make any fucking sense like yeah it's it's pretty fucking it's so an advantage the uh what uh blue was talking about which is what i which is what i was talking about with, like with uniforms as long, long as long you long as it doesn't give you an advantage i was thinking about exactly what blue was talking about and it was the it's called the laser suit um the lzr mm-hmm. racer suit it is by speedo and it was back in 2008 and that's when you saw like records just fucking smashed they're breaking records with yeah this going. and so i'm like i was telling k-mac i was like it's so hard to like for anybody right now a swimmer to like break any sort of world record because of that suit because it was a full body suit and it made you just like glide through the fucking water easier and so they just smashed a bunch of records yeah, I just remember that the suit having like it didn't have like fish gills, but like the pattern, like the cutout pattern, had like a fish scale look into it. And I was like, "Yo, that's fucking dope." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then there was a bunch of cosplays with that. Oh, we lost Stitch. We did. All right, mm-hmm. where are we gonna go? Where we wanna go next? Wait, uh, before we switch gears. Sure. Oh shit! There was something I wanted to bring up. I fucking forgot. Uh, <laughs> it was about the Olympics. Uh, never mind. Maybe it'll come back to me. Okay. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Well, Activision Blizzard. I know that uh, Old Ninja wanted to talk about this, so let's let's go. Oh man, man! Uh, did you guys like see some of this or hear about this? Or I know we briefly talked about it privately. Uh, did y'all see any of this? Yeah, I mean, Season just airports. talk about it. I mean, we... we okay, yeah, I'm just making sure that people are up to date. Oh, I know what I'm doing. Okay, okay. Sorry. Um, just <laughs> jump back to the before we get into this. So, I wanted to just bring up how, like, um, I believe with Michael Phelps, like, he was stripped of some of his awards when they when they did a uh, blood test of him, and they found that he had marijuana in his system, right? They, I don't think they stripped anything from him. He, he lost, uh, I believe, some sponsors. Endorsement? That's what it was. Yeah, because it, it was out of competition and it's fucking dumb. But yeah. But then like we had that one but, like hold on, let me, let me rewind a little bit. Yeah. He popped for a cannabis out of competition, but people forget that he also got DUI before all that shit happened. And so that I think he got it was more than once, I believe, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And he had to go into rehab more than once. So yeah. But I I was gonna also bring up how like that one uh, black athlete who She's, she's Miss Usain Bolt, basically. Like, she's fucking badass on her track. And, like, wasn't she... She was pulled from the Olympics because she touched a positive for cannabis, right? Yes. Or did they actually let her race? No, she, no she's, she's not going to race. 
I still... She's banned for, like, a couple of months, and it's going to cover basically the whole... Most of the Olympics, so... And, and the whole reason why she was caught... The re- whole reason why she did, she smoked weed, was because her mother had just died, and so she was dealing with, with depression, yeah. and that's the whole reason why she was doing that, but the fact that she they basically kicked her out for that was some bullshit. Yeah, well, well, Shikari Richardson... Let me say her name real quick. Shikari Richardson is her name. Yeah, and it wasn't the fact that her mom just died. She found out from a reporter during an interview, so she mm. had no knowledge that her mom died. She got bombed. She got... I don't know if it was live or whatever, but a reporter told her information she had no idea about. She had no idea her brought it and, to her attention, and that like made her, you know, into some type of way. So she decided to, you know, smoke some cannabis to calm herself down, and and she knew she knew that she was going to test positive, but she wanted to get her headspace right because she knew she had to get drug tested for the Olympics, so. And then, with that note, I'll, since this is back on here, too, um, uh, I also wanted to bring up, have you guys heard about the whole NBA and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches thing? What? No. Okay, so, there's an article on ESPN, so this is, like, fucking fact, basically, but, like, a lot of NBA players believe that eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is more beneficial to their endurance and gameplay than fucking, like, Gatorade is. Bruh, when I was, like, a really good athlete, that was, like, all I ate was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So, so okay. <laughs> so, so this, you, you probably had an advantage of this because, like, the Warriors, the, the championship, the Oakland Warriors, like, they believed in this whole peanut butter and jelly sandwich thing that they had fucking buffets set up <laughs> for the players. And, like, I guess there was one NBA player. I didn't read the article. I'm, I'm like, uh, going off of... Um, uh, article or uh, podcast I was listening to, and basically there was one NBA player who, well, actually no, it was a YouTube channel I, wa- I was watching, and yeah, one NBA player believed in the whole peanut butter and jelly. He believed in the whole peanut butter and jelly sandwich thing, and like the whole team got behind it, and they actually won the championship that year. <laughs> and with the Warriors, with their whole peanut butter and jelly sandwich buffet, that they actually won three championships back to back because of the whole peanut butter and jelly thing. Even though the NBA commission had told him, like, okay, there's no facts or proof behind the whole peanut butter and jelly thing. There's, like, it's it's not a true thing. But the Warriors continued doing it, and they won fucking three goddamn championships. And this yeah. is... So if you look up... If you look up NBA and peanut butter and jelly sounds, the first link will be to ESPN. So this isn't <laughs> some random shit that Blue is bringing up. Like, hmm. this is some shit that's published on a fucking national fucking news organization. Superstition is a motherfucker, you know. Yeah, <laughs> even if it, even if it is doing like actual like biological shit and helping them with their endurance and and uh, cardio and all that stuff, it's still it, if it's working, it's working. Mm-hmm. And, 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 oh yeah, that. Oh, so the first thing is ESPN, but this article is from 2017, yeah, and it's so about f- the Bucks. This is the Bucks secret secret weapon is a PB and J operation yep. pregame, and it's buffet. That's hilarious. Uh, we got stitched back uh, really quick. I want to, sh- before we do the Activision Blizzard, got to bring this up. Stitch, you brought this to our attention. It's the docu-series on Netflix about people oh. stealing shit. It's called Heist. <laughs> so I watched, I, I, I want to say 75%. It. I watched 75% okay. of this. 
this this is crazy. This is the the whole um, uh, I guess mantra or saying that true life is always stranger than fiction because this shit was uh, was crazy. I was like, there's no way people did this, but yeah, they ended up doing this. They literally brought in all kind of stuff. Tell us about this. This was madness. Oh man, it was it was good. I was up. There's just one late night where I'm up. Kid finally goes down, so I was like, all right, let me find something on Netflix. And then uh, I see this thing called like Heist, and I was like, oh, this is right up my alley. I like a good crime docu series uh, thing, and I see it's like based on like actual true events. So I was like, all right, this is dope. So uh, it's broken up into six episodes, and there's three stories. So each story has like a, a part one, a part two, part one, part two, whatever. And um, they go over these like famous heights that took place that people were getting away with or got away. I don't want to spoil anything too much or whatever, but either were getting away or got away with it completely and uh, pretty much how they did it and everything. And we're talking about like millions of dollars. The first one uh, was an armored truck heist um, at a casino in Vegas. Um, this, this girl who uh, met this guy who was an actual bank robber who uh, in like Brazil or something got out on, on after doing his time ends up being this chick grooms her into becoming a, uh, a armored truck driver for like Brinks or Garza or something like that and was, she's uh, working Loomis. with Loomis. Loomis okay yeah she's working the casino route in Vegas where they, they go do circus circus valleys or whatever that, that whole loop and everything, and he and grooms her into uh, helping him out with a, with a heist to pull it off. She's pretty much the truck driver, working with two other people. Uh, they go and do the routines and stuff. And then after a while, uh, when they go in, they, they go in one way to the casino. She's supposed to drive the truck around to, I guess, the, the backside of the casino after they they go up to the money room and get the money and whatever. And uh, she's. I guess at the last casino that they're supposed to stop in, the two guys get out uh, of the truck because they, they explain it's, it's normally a three-man team, two people with cash, one in the, in the car. And uh, those two go out for making the last pickup. Truck's already full with the money from the other previous, like, three or four casinos that they went to. And uh, they got, like, seven million pretty much in, in cash in the, in the fucking truck. And she just bounces and heads off to the fucking to the meetup spot gets in a costume, uh, airport, and they fly off to, like, fucking all over the place doing somewhere in the world's Carmen Sandiego type shit. <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it's pretty fucking dope how uh, how they pull it off and then oh, the whole wait. story behind. Yeah, you got to I mean, because the crazy thing about this, this involves satanic sex, blood magic, <laughs> and because um, it's literally featured in there. And uh, what the fuck? Like crazy, like Rasputin style, like Rasputin style indoctrination, and then like, like the the guy, he's like a fucking published author. He wrote like several poetry books, which in turn got him out of a life imprisonment uh, sentence. So he got paroled. I guess they weren't gonna let him out, but because of the books that he wrote. And authors around the world vouching for this dude got him out of prison. Who? The first guy? Yeah, the first guy. <laughs> Did you miss that part? Because that's very early on. That's what got him out. That's when they were finding out about him. He wrote numerous poetry books. He had authors um, write into his parole board 
to say that he needs to be released. It was fucking crazy. I'm sorry, it, it, it cut out when you were saying the first guy you're talking about, the Vegas Yeah, one? first guy. Yeah, Vegas guy. Did you miss that part where he wrote he, he wrote poetry books? That's what got him released on parole. Oh, oh, when he uh, his original arrest. I yeah, was his say, he's, original he's arrest. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah, his okay. original arrest when he was that's why he's a career um, criminal because he robbed another fucking like uh, money. He's armored truck guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it, it was it was so dope to see, and then uh, then the, the the hysterical one where I was busting your balls saying you were the guy that that uh kept wouldn't stop going to the fucking strip club. After they uh, robbed the motherfucker, that ain't me. I was like, "This is this is old ninja right away." Nope. They, they, nope. They, the, the other one, they hit up this like um, this cargo plane delivery. It, it's like a the Lufus. I cannot. Uh, break that one. I think was Brinks. So one was Loomis. The other was Brinks. The, I'm talking about the uh, the ones from the people in Miami. With yeah. The, the airplane. They robbed Brinks. That was on the pallets. Yeah. No, that, no, that was just that was sitting in the cargo thing. They didn't they didn't hit the. I, uh, I get it, but the money was being delivered by Brinks, and that's how okay. they, that's how they found out about it. The guy worked for Brinks. He's like, guess and what? They drop mean- off the money. They leave this out in the open. Literally, there's like six people with no weapons watching yeah. like tens of millions million? of dollars. Yeah, it was like thirty million just chilling, <laughs> and the only protection that they had was a, a yellow line saying like, like oh, don't, don't, uh, don't cross. Yeah. Can I can I tell you a story? <laughs> can I tell you a true story for a minute? All right, yeah. so back when I was doing, like, I was an on-site guy doing installs for various storage area networks and stuff like that. Um, every now and again, I would get, like, weird jobs um, from my from my employer to, like, do, like, super easy jobs. And one of them was literally for Brinks. And it was, like, three jobs in a row where I'd, like, basically, it was super easy. I'd, like, just install some fucking random-ass server at, at, at uh, Brinks' location. And so the first job that I do... I was, at a, I was at a Brinks location, and um, <laughs> basically, like, where they had, like, all their money. Well, not, like, all their money, like, because they have them all, like, all, all over the place. But I pull up to this place, and it's, like, in, like, some weird, like, alley in the kind of, like, not the middle of nowhere, but, like, in a nondescript location. And I pull up, you know, I knock on the, you know, I ring the doorbell. Uh, I come through a man trap, which is basically, like, they, they let you in a door. They close the door behind lock you, it. they lock it, and then you talk and say who you are, show your credentials, and then the door in front of you, after you are um, verified, then you can walk to the next door. It's a man trap. So I come in. I was like, all right. Is, is it know. different from a voodoo trap? Yes, oh. very different from a voodoo <laughs> trap. So I come in this, in this, you know, through the door into, like, the actual facility, and I, I meet the guy who's, like, you know, like the, the main guy. And we're bullshitting, and he was a Marine, I was a Marine, so we, you know, we hit it off right away. Cool. You know, so I, I go to, like, do my, my server install, and it's basically, like, this super tiny, like, rack, and I'm, I'm installing this thing, and to the left of me is a pallet of money. A pallet <laughs> of money. The, the fucking, the vault is totally open, full of more money, and when I say a pallet of money, like, it's literally stacked at least... Three and a half feet tall, full of fucking hundred dollar bills, mm-hmm. and so and behind me is all of the uh, surveillance equipment that they have on site, and then to the right of me is all their weapons, and so I'm sitting there like, huh, <laughs> like 
I could like some life. I could kill all of you and take all this money. Obviously, that's when it becomes complicated. <laughs> but it's just like mm-hmm. I I never saw so much money in my entire life. I probably I I saw I don't know how many millions it was, but it was definitely in the millions of just cold hard cash just sitting there and with guns yeah. to my right. And I'm just like Fuck. Did it, if, if you if you took all that money, you would have got all the money, you would have got all the power, and you would have got all the bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, 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 the one episode it was hilarious because there were the cameras in the in the garage. It was like a warehouse sort of garage, and the cameras didn't work for years. There was no, it was just an open ass garage door, and they just walked in and like fucking told all the unarmed security people, "Yo, get on your face," and then they just took the fucking money. But they, in all, like, pretty much all three episodes, they always talk about how they miscalculated how heavy that amount of money is. Whatever. Yeah. They're like, we didn't factor in in our minds how heavy that much money would be or whatever. And they, yeah. they, they actually said how much, like, X amount of dollars weighed. One guy's like, I, I don't remember the number, but it was just like, oh, yeah, 10, 10 grand equals, like, 40 pounds or some yeah. shit like that. I don't know what the exact number was. But uh, he's like... We just couldn't fucking carry it or whatever. And then we parked the car all the way across the parking lot or whatever. So we're just like, fuck, we couldn't make, we couldn't communicate with the the guys in the truck to tell them to get over here so we could load it up. So we can only make one run for it. But he's like, he's like, I was bad. He's like, we could have cleaned it all out because like none of the people guarding the money cared or anything like that. And they were, they would have got away with it. It wasn't even reported on the news and everything because the police didn't, they were just trying to like see if they would hear any buzz. Then the old ninja guy of the crew couldn't stay out the fucking strip club or whatever and just kept blowing money left and right. It's it's so hysterical. You that episode is, is like a complete must watch because yeah. the dude just would not stop fucking it up. Listen, and they were just like, We gotta do something about him. <laughs> if you ever rob like actual cash, you need to launder your money. Like you can't just like you can't just start spending it fucking reckless. Like you need to like get that shit back into circulation in, on, like, a schedule. You know, you can't just... <laughs> yeah, you can't just fucking spend it, like, like recklessly. Because, uh, first of all, like, the vast majority of those bills, like, there's serial numbers on there. Like, mm-hmm. they... some A lot of p- places, like, they count for those serial numbers. And so unless you're diluting that money with other money, then, uh... Then you're pretty... You're pretty fucked. Like, it's basically worthless to you. Or you're gonna go to jail. So... Yeah, uh, they were like trying to. They had like the setup. They were looking for the um, the explosive paint, so they went through each stack to look for the little explosive thing. And yeah, the die pack. They yeah, the die pack, and they didn't find any in the pa- in the packs that they took. So I think nowadays they GPS shit. So, but they had their setup, yeah. and they would have got away with it. But the guy who kept spending money, buying drugs, buying hookers, and whatnot. It was fucked up because they did some like, you know, some Soprano shit where they hired thugs to rough him up so he wouldn't. His own his own money. crew hired his <laughs> own crew hired thugs to shut him the fuck up. His own crew hired hitmen to come rob him multiple times, and he would not get it through his head. Stop spending the fucking money. <laughs> it was yeah. it was insanely funny. So good, but yeah, it was it was a, it was a great watch. Uh, on, on Netflix and everything. So, uh, yeah, I, it's, I, I it was that. one of those, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. It's crazy because they show, like, actual, like, TV clips of them on 
you know, America's Most Wanted, like local news, um, Dateline even. There's just like, they're showing them and like the crazy lengths these people try to go to not get caught was insane. The things that they were doing like before they started doing it, sometimes it's insane. It's just, it's just madness. Madness. But it's a great watch, Heist on Netflix. Recommended by States. It was, it was madness. It was crazy. All right. Uh, Activision Blizzard. So Activision Blizzard is going through some shit right now. Apparently there's been a two-year investigation into their uh, mistreatment of their female workers um, and their at their California um, location. And some of the, I guess, is the affidavit that they had copies of online. There's some pretty disturbing stuff going on there, talking about, like, they had, like, a frat boy uh, work environment where they had, like, these women do these demeaning things during, like, work hours. You have one lady who went on a business trip with the boss... The boss at the, I guess, the Christmas party before they took the trip, he had gotten a hold of her nudes and passed them to everyone in the office. And when she went on a trip with her boss, she ended up committing suicide. The fuck? So there's these incidents on there. There is, like, incidents of, like, men who are not as well qualified getting passed up over women who are more than qualified. It was just a bunch of stuff. Hold on, say that again. Um, I think you said that incorrectly. Yeah, you said it crossed up. Oh. It was, there were, there was so, women, that pa- women that got passed up for jobs and promotions who were more qualified than the men who passed men, them up. Male qual. yes. There you go. And let, if I said that, scratch it out, reverse it. Um, we'll delete from the podcast. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, we'll <laughs> fix the post. You got, uh, oh, you got to put, the- put that thing no, down, no. flip it, and reverse it. Oh, <laughs> well, that's what they tried to do to them in their cubicles. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> oh, not like it. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, people uh, speaking out. This has been going on for like a week. Apparently, I don't know if it was today or if it's going to happen tomorrow, that some of the workers are going to do a walkout. And they were all over Twitter saying, you know, if you work at Activision Blizzard, we're scheduling this walkout on this day. They didn't list the time. They just said the day. Um, There's been a lot of people, you know, saying, uh, especially some of the Twitch users who Twitch out some of the big games like uh, World of Warcraft, um, people playing Call of Duty. uh, They're like either silent on these issues or some of them were like holding were debating if they were ever going to twitch any of these Activision Blizzard games again. Um, I know on World of Warcraft they were doing a sit-in where they just logged in and just talked about the issues that were at hand. So, they just went to the social spot and just kind of protested, I guess, a bit. Uh, y'all hear about this? Y'all know anything? I do. I Yeah, that's just stupid. You can't do a, an online sit-in. You're literally paying for their service while sitting in. Like yeah. you're you're contributing, uh, so you you can't protest and then give them money. Like you don't understand. People are fucking stupid. That's like I, that's like people ridiculous. who like burnt uh, Kaepernick's jersey. You already it's bought like, it. You already bought yeah. it. <laughs> you already got the money. <laughs> like, if you want to protest, stop your service, delete your account. 
if that's if, mm. if if that if that if it means so much to you, then that's what you need to do. Stop using their products. That's what you have to do. And this is coming from a, I'm a fucking huge Blizzard guy. I actually applied. I wanted to work for Blizzard for a really fucking long time. But when I first started my uh, my data storage career, I actually applied to Blizzard. Uh, obviously, I didn't get the job, but um, because it was like way early on in my data storage career. But that was like one of my dream jobs, it's just to work for Blizzard. Because I used to, I love StarCraft. Uh, that back then, was, my main thing was just StarCraft. And to see like the toxic work environment that they apparently have, like I'm glad I didn't get it. Because I worked for a, a company that had a toxic work environment, and I lasted three fucking months, and I was getting paid three hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year, and I quit in three months. Because it, mm. and it was, and I was, I was in part of like the the quote unquote good old boys club, but I saw the way that they treated uh, one of my my female um, colleagues. Yeah, that was trying to get another job, and that's just the way they treated her. And I was just like, yo, I'm I'm fucking out of here. I, I can't, I'm not gonna deal with like you're getting rid of like somebody that first of all is like a really good employee that does really good work on my team because I was the team lead. And you're treating her like shit because she wants to find another job. She wants to find another job because you're treating her like shit, you know. And so after after they luckily she found another job, um, but after I saw like what she went through, I was just like, I, I'm not dealing with this shit. So and, and I left. But uh, I don't understand why the well I do understand at, at some because people are just fucking dicks, you know. They're shit up assholes and and seeing people get treated like so bad in like in an industry that's supposed to be you know so understanding for all these you know quote unquote rights it's just like and and seeing like the the hollow apologies from you know the CEO and shit like that it's like hey man like you know who the fuck you hired and if you didn't know then the the person that you hired definitely hired them so and you allowed it to happen so yeah, it's just it's uh, it's a shame. Like you, you, you're part of this whole system that you, now you're against, and like now you're giving apologies. But it takes more than a fucking apology. You need to like actually the people that you have wronged, you need to fix that. And that's what I can't stand about these fucking stupid ass apologies um, that come with like these corporations where they they treat people like shit. Like oh we apologize, bitch. They need more than a fucking apology. Like you you destroyed <laughs> lives. Somebody fucking died from this. And all you have is a fucking apology. Oh, I'm appalled. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. You're fucking appalled. How about you fucking help those people? So, uh, so another issue I have with this is that some of these are coming from top executives, and they're naming names now. So they gotta go. So according to several reports, uh, one of which being Kotaku, also of The Verge, and I, uh, I don't know this other report but at blizzcon 2013 they're naming senior creative director of world of warcraft his name's alex afrozibi afrozabi he had what was called the cosby suite in 2013 they had a cosby suite there's a picture from blizzcon 2013 of several world of warcraft developers on a bed with a framed picture of bill cosby and there, these guys are saying that this was because Cosby wore a uh, iconic ugly sweater, and that they were using this for quote um, 
was it special meetings or whatnot oh a hotspot for informal networking at blizzcon but a lot of the people are hinting that this might have been a sexual suite but there hasn't been any like victims that have come forward but it's still not well, a good look especially at the time cosby was facing multiple sexual sexual assault accusations okay because i was gonna say like are, like was this before the whole accusations came out because if it was just a picture of bill cosby no this he, is 20, he 2013 he this is 2013 and as he was facing these charges and Wait, weren't the charges like recently aren't they like 20 no he's been in jail he's been in jail no he's had charges back in 2013 so it's not definitely a good look i think on the flip long side long though ea had ea play that same day that this news broke and they're i don't know if this was the flex i mean i can't say it was a coincidence because ea play was already planned out a month and a half in advance however they're showing off Battlefield 2042 and a bunch of other stuff that's supposed to be happening or being released with their stuff. I thought it was a major... I want to say it's a major flex, but it wasn't. It was just a strange coincidence that the day that Activision Blizzard, uh, where Activision is the big publisher and designer, or actually it's the publisher of because I don't think they've made it Call of Duty in a while, but they're the ones who publish Call of Duty every year, and yet EA is pushing out Battlefield 2042 that same day. I mean, it was looking mighty like a lot of people were saying, oh, after, you know, after hearing these allegations and seeing these reports, it looks like Battlefield 2042 may have a huge come up this year. The, the Cosby thing, I think, was around like 2015. No, nope, 2013. Nope, nope. 20, you are uh, very wrong, both of you. I just looked it up. The first accusation was by Andrew, Andrea Costin. In November of 2002, another accusation, 2004, 2005, 2005, 2005, 2005, 2005. It's a lot of 2005, then 2006, a whole bunch of them, then 2014. There's a shitload. So, wait, no, because I, I, think, I think... When it started to become publicly known that he was a dirtbag. Or that he was going to court. Dude, I think it was like last year, because I think it was during COVID. Maybe it was... maybe. The year before that, like 2019, he was going to court for this shit. At least when the media when fucking picked up. That, that's when he got sentenced. He got he got thrown in jail in like 2019 or whatever. Mm. He, he was in jail for like a year. But I remember I went to like a, a shitty Halloween party where you dress up as someone like offensive, and I dressed up as him with uh, Shelby, and that was when I was oh, still hard living to think. In, in. Yeah, and that was in 20 2015. That was when like. I think charges were filed or whatever, wow. and, and it no. started to become like Bro, publicly. There, no, where there, people were just like, "Yo, shit." It started in 2000. From what I can, what I can see, 2002. Vulture does a really good article on it. And this is back in 2014. This article comes back from, but the first one was from Andrea Costin, and she was the director of Temple University women's basketball team, wow. and that's when the first accusation came. What was oh, the first but, accusation? Stitch was talking about when charges were actually filed. Well, the, no. the accusation. The first accusation was at 2003, right? 2002. That's almost fucking 20 years ago. God damn. Almost. And now I forgot. I don't know. Fucking technicality. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember he's, like when he settled. A people lot. started to get outraged. Yeah, and they started to like pull his shit off the air. I and like 
it became oh, yep. sort of like publicly known. I thought was like more around 2014, 2015 when they stopped when they started pulling this shit off like Nick at Night or whatever show his his stuff was rerunning at, and like Lisa Bonet and, and all these other people were like coming out and speaking like, yeah, he's, he's a creep. You know, Lisa Bonet. She was so funny. <laughs> yeah, but um, okay. to go back to the BlizzCon, the the Activision thing, I mean, that that's a that's a problem in terms of their leadership and their culture. And given this whole apology about we failed you, like that that doesn't fly or whatever. Like people need to lose their jobs, like from whoever. And I don't know the how the hierarchy works in terms of like who's the top CEOs uh, and and who's in charge of what there, but. It, it just needs a clear a clearing of the house of people in charge because obviously this culture was allowed to fester under these people's watches and it needs to be removed and I mean the only way you can really hurt companies like this is through money and so I don't know if, the, if people are going to stop sponsoring them or or having them I, I don't even know how, how really the whole gaming works industry works in terms of like how their money uh revenue comes in and stuff but that's where these other companies to be like yeah we don't fuck with you anymore because you guys act like pieces of shit well the sad part is though is that unless they get rid of people well the money's already been made it's already Mm -hmm. been made like the the only the only way you really have some sort of semblance of justice is actually having uh not just you know we're not fucking anymore is actually having you know the eeoc like step in and be like hey we're gonna find you as a company and you individually for fucking with these people and probably individually because I think that when you find companies like it's it's never enough money and I think you need to start actually finding individuals for for this behavior you know it, it, well go ahead I, I, that gets a little I guess tricky because it, in terms of like if we want girl x to actually receive compensation or whatever i think there is a much better chance that she will get it from the company It'll, i think activision will actually give her a check before joe smith who lives on 123 maple street would, yeah no it's not acceptable to me mm, i'm yeah. sorry man it's not acceptable so because, is, because well, it, the, no because the individual still has no consequence yeah. I agree, but and, the, but the individual is never actually going to pay that fucking money. That, well, that's what, I'm, that, that's what I'm saying is that they need to pay that money, and they'll give, the the company does too because obviously they fostered this um, environment of fucking bullshit. The individual and the company needs to have actual consequences that amount to a substantial amount of um, revenue loss to the, to to themselves. Because like you finding a fucking you know, billion dollar company, a hundred, you know, a hundred million dollars doesn't mean shit. That's like ten fucking dollars. A perfect example of that will be like to go back to to the women's national gymnastics team. Like Larry Nassar, the guy who got arrested and is doing currently one hundred and sixty years in in prison for his sexual molestation and, and child porn stuff on those gymnasts or whatever. He was sued individually, and then also the women's national gymnastics team. I not that. But uh, the the federation or whatever, women's national gymnastics was also sued, whatever. And they, they the, Nasser has paid six hundred dollars. Six hundred. He sit, he sits in a jail and he's paid six hundred dollars to like women like um, 
uh, Ali Rasmith, uh, Gabby Douglas, and stuff like that. He's he's owed them money, but he's not paying it, and you can't really make. You, I mean, yeah, you can be like, yeah, you owe them X amount of dollars, but he ain't gonna pay it, and you can't make him pay it because he's yes. sitting in jail. No, yes, you can. God, I hate fucking hate that he's, answer. He's gonna how? You, you fucking. He's, he's dying in jail. You can easily fucking um, garnish their wages. You can easily. Uh, lean. Yeah, you can put house. liens on his fucking house. You can put liens on his fucking accounts. There's plenty Whatever of fucking ways that America can yep. do this. It's, that's a fucking... Sorry, not on you, Stitch, but it's a general cop-out of saying how, oh, well, they can't pay. Yes, the fuck they can. Listen, there's been times... I, I've, I've had my fucking bank account garnished for fucking stupid bullshit. And you telling me that you can't garnish somebody's paycheck or put a lien on their fucking... their properties... To fucking pay back the damage that they owe to these people, it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, the court looks like so. What they're asking for, so it, it this, I guess, is a court docket. It's not the affidavit itself, but they're saying that they're looking for the relief that the the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing is asking for is compensate. Uh, Compensatory damages, punitive damages, unpaid wages, injunctive relief, declaratory relief, equitable relief, prejudgment interest, and attorney fees, and then costs. Yeah, I, mean, cost. I, can, I can tell you what the actual problem is, Stitch, is because people that, when, once you become wealthy, um, you can hide your money. But when it comes to shit like this, like they need to like remove these these standards like you need to stop being able to hide your money in stocks and overseas and shit like like it, that once you become a criminal then those things need to be removed those those stipulations need to be removed and that those are the main things that that are protecting those people because the, the problem is is that um these people make all this fucking money and then they they go to jail but they still have all this money that they pass down to the generations and it's it's fucking it's a disgrace. It's, it's, it's dirty money that their their kids get to live on. And yeah, does it does it fuck with their kids' well being? Yes, but also their father, their, the person that gave them this money is a piece of shit that owes that money to other people. And having like, it's just it's fucking wrong, and it needs to stop. So saying that you know there's no way to get it back. Yes, there is. If we actually. Um, use the same rules that you use to um, to get money back from poor people and people in the middle class. Because like I said, it's very easy to put a lien on somebody's property or their cars or whatever. And it's very easy to garnish their wages through taxes um, or through just like wh whoever's paying them. You can garnish their wages easily. But people just, they don't do it because but, they have uh, lawyers that stop it. That needs to stop. Right. And... To get that whole perfect world scenario where, yeah, these people have to pay out of their own pockets, yeah, that would be great. However, that to get through all those loopholes and lawyers and, and fucking appeal process or whatever, it will be years and years down the road and the, first, the actual victims won't see the money from that individual's pockets for decades, potentially. Well, let me ask you this, yeah. not, I'm yeah. not trying to. I'm not trying to cap for, no, no, no. I, for I these people that they're, that they're getting off the hook or whatever like that. It's a shitty system and, and that you can hide your money and do whatever, but that, that system's not getting fucking fixed overnight or probably any time in our lifetime. 
and stuff. I mean, it's been good. People have been doing that since fucking Gotti in the mob and shit like that. <laughs> so I, I don't think that's going to change over Activision or, and Blizzard, unfortunately. Well, yeah, but, I, I think that, I mean, in, in, in this particular instance, yeah, I totally agree that, that you're, you're correct. But let me ask you a question. I mean, obviously you're in the criminal justice system. Um, if someone can uh, re- like literally remove your rights as a human being in America based on a felony, then why can't you remove those stipulations from your finances through a felony? Well, those those things would have to get written into law and then approved by legislature and stuff like that, which take time. But if that was voted on, agreed upon, and everything like that, then yeah, that's that's completely fine. But anytime you start trying to determine finances and stuff like that, then then you bring in a complete different bodies of governments and shit like that that go on a federal level and then federal doesn't want to deal with states so it becomes a, a big fucking pissing contest or whatever. You I mean you can't even get states to agree on whether you can pay income tax in, in certain states that you don't live in or, or where you have to even pay your taxes from. So I mean if they could get all the paperwork and everything for it, then yeah, that, that wouldn't be a problem. Well but it's because we live we have two different systems, man, in in America when it comes to shit like this. Like it's, it's so easy to do it if somebody doesn't make that much money. Like you can you you can literally find somebody into jail in America if they don't have enough money. It's super easy. Like if if you're if you owe, you know, let's say just say child support. If you have back child support, you can go to jail just for not paying child support because you don't make enough money to pay child support. And then all of a sudden, like you you're in that system where you can never ever get out of that system because you can because once you become a felon for not paying child support then how how can you possibly gain employment to pay it all back you can't but but we don't give these same exceptions to people that actually have money and that's wrong well yeah i mean that's that's the way the criminal justice system works it favors people wrong have money and are rich or whatever i mean look at i wasn't here on the episode but i'm sure bill cosby was discussed and oh, yeah. obviously we can look through history in terms of the better lawyer that you have and, and more money that you can you can pay people, the wheels of justice work much better in your favor. It's well, just but, it's a shitty But it's we just, just a shitty way that even in, even in your wording, like we just accept this, but it's wrong and we know it's wrong. I I mean we, we, what do we what can we what can we do about it? Uh, change the fucking laws. I mean, we. <laughs> like, to, I, I mean, you all essentially. You, you, we live in a country where you're presumed innocent until proven guilty. Actually, no, you're not. So it we, is, we don't. That's not the country we live in. Well, according to how it's written on paper. That, <laughs> yeah. That's how, it's to, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, but it's not. And we already know I mean, it's not because if, if, if that was that way, we would never pay bail. Ever. Well, that. Well, that's a, that's a whole separate side <laughs> thing. I was whatever talking about. My Cosby. I know. I'm sorry, man. I'm saying same thing with OJ or whatever. I mean, you have all the evidence right there, but I mean, you have the highest so-called standard of proof of countries around the world where you have to pretty much bend over backwards and prove beyond a shadow of a reasonable doubt that someone did something. And even if you can create some mystical illusion or get away on a technicality even though you said you did that shit you wrote it down that you did that shit but somebody else promised you something else and whatever free to go or whatever that's that's fine and dandy and 
no one, I, no, I'm not the person that will say the justice system is perfect in any way, shape or form, or that any justice system probably uh, in the history of the modern civilization has worked out perfectly because then we probably would have adopted that ideal, but. Well, I mean, there's, well, there, there are better systems out there. But that, that's a whole different, that's probably a whole different fucking podcast. Because there's places, yeah. in, in, you know, around the world that have a better justice system than America. Like, much better. And and, the, and and amazingly, these same places have lower violence rates. It's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just... It that's, a that. whole, that's a whole bowl of spaghetti. Yeah. That's a whole bowl of spaghetti. Yeah, that's, that's what they're saying. It's a whole different podcast. I just find it kind of troubling that the company that kind that makes games that further encourage the mistreatment of females and minority in their games as doing mistreatment to females and possibly minorities in their workplace. Well, what do you mean like, by your first statement? I, I don't understand. You're surprised? Oh, so no, I'm not surprised. I'm not. So no, for instance, the games that we talked about a lot, Call of Duty, what's Call of Duty's main player base? It's mostly white males. And what are they saying in the chat? This is what Xbox Live has been notorious for. <laughs> People on there using the N-word, using uh, language. In fact, there's a... I don't want to call her an affiliate, but she's a friend. And she's familiar with our podcast. Um, we have played, myself and Prodigy, we have played numerous Call of Duty matches with her. And once some guy on the other team hears her voice... A ton of shit after every match comes out, like, go back to the kitchen, or go make me a sandwich, and just, like, a whole plethora of shit. Before she even utters a syllable, all this shit comes flying at her. I mean, she holds her own, she talks her shit back, but usually it's the first thing before she says anything at the end of every match. And the company that makes these games is Activision Blizzard, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not surprised. The, I just find it... Okay, so I'll, I'll draw a, a line... Um, a little bit with the Activision Blizzard does not control who's I get in their chat. They have no control of their player base. Yeah. But yeah. it's not like they're. What have they done to kind of curb that attitude? Well, those I mean, kind of, I mean they, they've they, done. A, how you can't? No, I mean they do. Yeah, you, you, you can't can, control the chat. Groups. Well, you you can report people, but it's also the same thing. You have the energy, like. Once somebody figures out that you're black, like on you know chat rooms for like especially Call of Duty on, on Xbox Live, like geez, the N word is just fucking endlessly. I'm just like, bro, like what the fuck? Like, are you serious? And they're and they're like little kids, you know that that are that are saying this shit, and it's just it, it's amazing to me. Um, you know, the, you have to be like fucking Thor, be like, look, dick sucker, third sixty nine. I'm gonna fucking find you. I'm gonna come over yeah. and kick your goddamn ass. <laughs> Anyway, but, uh, can we yeah. talk... Oh, go ahead, Blue. No, I was just going to say that the whole... The whole Activision thing, it just... It made me think of the movie um, Wolf of Wall Street. It's just that old school... Like, even even with Mad Men, it's that old school fucking yeah. world thinking about the world. Where, like, you know, the women need to be in the kitchen. If they're not in the kitchen and working in business, like, it's, it's okay for us to flirt with them and stuff like that and, like, grab their butts and trying to make sexual advances for them and it's just it's just that's not the world fucking today like you need like uh, there's it, it actually brought it also made me think of um founders brewery how oh, like yeah. there was a whole bunch of controversy with those motherfuckers 
it's like, dude, like, it's like 2020. Like, how come you have a fucking printer or some? I can't what the controversy was. They had some some stupid fucking shit happening. And it, it was like it was lush. God damn! Always Patrick is in the uh, the chat room right now. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Further, I, but I remember, yeah, I remember it being a lot, but it's like, yeah, you guys need to get your fucking shit together. Like, you can't sweep shit under the rug anymore. Like, you need to fucking come out and handle your shit, apologize, be fucking professional about shit. Like, hey, look, we found out it was this this mother HR found HR who that's your fucking job to do. They found out that it was this person, this person, this person, this person. Guess what? They're not with the company anymore. We hired such and such person and we're making changes. We have new policies in place. We're being more open-minded and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's it's almost like, it, it's kind of sad. They have to do it in a certain way that it doesn't seem like they're just catering to the masses by saying like, oh, we hired a female CEO. She's the first CEO of a video game company. Like, no, it, it shouldn't be anything like that. We should have like, you know, we have like for i want to say apple did it but not really because like tim cook is like the first gay ceo but i want to say he came out while he was ceo i don't think the first gay ceo yeah i think he's the first publicly gay i I also didn't know he was gay but all right you didn't know he was gay that was like that's all the news talked about listen i don't i don't give a shit what anybody does in their bedroom exactly see <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. they don't. They need to. They, uh, they don't need to like shove it down Sorry. your fucking throat. Real quick. Okay. As long as it's consensual. Okay. I don't give a shit what you do uh, in your bedroom. Yeah. If, if it's consensual, I don't give a fuck what you're doing in your bedroom. Uh, but yeah, like, there's like, it sucks because like you know, if they hire a female CEO, okay, that's cool. But don't make it seem like the reason why you hired her was because of all the controversy that happened. Like, hire her because. Her qualifications were like, okay, she worked for this company and they had fucking this game that came out and they fucking dominated and shit like that. Like they don't need, like, they don't need to have to hire her for for publicity Publicity. reasons. Yeah, like they should just be like, okay, look, we fired these people, we got some new folks, we're changing our fucking ways, and we're gonna we're gonna prove to you that this shit won't happen again. Like they don't need to do the whole. They don't need to make it so like the media sees them in a good light. They need to just do what they need to do, continue releasing fucking great games. Maybe make a little changes, like with like like how uh, Odin just said with the whole Call of Duty shit. How it's mainly always a white guy. Like let's let's bring in some some diversity into that shit. But uh, yeah, I mean that's I think that's that's the best way to fucking handle this whole situation from a corporate standpoint. Mm. I don't know. It, 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 it usually starts at the top, as they say, but, I mean, the question yeah. is, are they going to do it? Because if they're living that frat boy culture, what do they do to protect their own? And a lot of the complaints that are on here is that uh, when the women complain about the men who are, you know, assaulting them or harassing them, HR does labels them as a troublemaker, and then they fear for their job. So there's like this whole like downward spiral thing where they're not fixing the problem or they label these ladies as like problematic when they're basically just trying to work in a non-invasive like environment. So it, yeah, it, it seems like they they need to clean house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Based, based on the depth and the 
how how long this shit's been going on for and just the extensiveness of it. it this is just it obviously wasn't a one-time thing and this is an actual culture a systemic just misogyny and just just shitty ass fucking behavior and i don't think that the 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 king or whatever at the top is going to change his 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 attitude because he got caught one time or whatever he'll probably tighten up ship or whatever and be like all right yo we got we we, we can't be acting fucking stupid or whatever but he's still going to have his his same view i mean he's still going to have his cosby room he, he well he he's still he's that you can find him and shit like that i don't think that's going to change his mindset for how he perceives his employees below him or how he perceives women in the workplace by telling him, all right, now you got to hire 10 women. Is that going to make him respect women anymore? No, is that going to make him respect minorities? I'm going to hire 10 hot women now. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, is he's just like, oh, new batch or whatever. And then uh, he'll be back at his same ways, but he'll do it more carefully, I think. Yeah, just keep that shit in the closet. Yeah, Activision needs a mental, mental health day. No, they need to fucking... Well, I think even with Starbucks, like, I think Starbucks is a perfect example how, like, you know, they had the whole, they, they basically shut down for a fucking day to retrain their employees about, like, it was the whole, with the whole black the homeless guy. Yeah. Was it the homeless yeah, guy? No, it wasn't, it wasn't the homeless guy. The there was black like, guy. Yeah, it was some yeah. black guys that were meeting there to, like, have a discussion and, like, the guy didn't buy a coffee because he wanted to wait for his friend to get there and they called the cops on him and shit like that and, like, that's when they had the whole fucking divorce diversity training or something like that. Yeah, and it's they like shut them all down. They were like, yeah, "Yo, this stops today." <laughs> yeah, because this is fucking with our money flow, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And I think I think that's yeah. it. Really comes down to it's not about like corporations sponsoring them. It basically comes down to the fucking gamers, because we're the ones that. To, I remember what a rapper quoted. Rap, rap. What rapper quoted or focused in his lyrics where it's like. Actually, I think it was Andre 2000, or 19, yeah, Andre 2000 said that if if I don't create these beats and you don't meet, if you don't move your feet, then I don't get this meat. So you and me are neck to neck. And that's basically how corporations should look at shit. Like basically, like if was it Andre 2000 that said if that? If you don't move your feet, then we don't eat. So we like neck to neck. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. And I, I feel like corporations should take that shit into consideration. Like, hey, you know, if you're not if you're not making shit that we like, we're not gonna fucking buy your shit, and you're not gonna fucking get that meat that you want to eat, whatever. But I don't know. I just but that's they, that's probably they, one of my favorite fucking lines from a, from a from a rap song. That's, a whole that's the problem that's though. A they old, are making stuff song. that people like consistently. That shit. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's really it's really up to people saying uh, we don't support your culture, so we're not going to buy your product. Yeah. So use your money and your that's your voice. Well, don't I buy mean, their product the if problem you want to... Well, the problem is that you already bought it. So you, you have to just stop using it. That's, that's or that thing. too. Well, I mean, there's a new Call of Duty coming out within the next couple months, back then, yeah. in well, October. Well, so, so this is the thing that I'm sort of confused about. Is 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 it a, a Blizzard? So for me, I still think about Activision and Blizzard being two separate entities. Yeah, I think oh. So yeah. for me, when I think about Blizzard, I, I'm thinking about, you know, Overwatch... Uh, Starcraft, Warcraft, World of Warcraft, shit like that. And I think at Activision, that's like, you know, the Call of Duties and all the other shit. So if the problem is on the Blizzard side, then, which I think it is, um, that makes me fucking even, that makes me depressed. But that's when you stop using Battle.net 
That's when you stop using, you know, that stops on the end to fucking over. If, if you want to, you know, actually do something, you have to stop signing into the game and stop playing it. Like, if you want to play the single player, I guess you can do that. Um, but as far as, like, stopping their revenue streams, then you, you need to stop playing their games online in its totality. So Yeah, yeah, because that's interesting. Cause it's they, sort of a, they are one company. Because they, they merged. Well, they merged, but... Yeah, but yeah, they're still, you know... Yeah, they're they're but, yeah, but like what Chris was saying, like if it was like uh, Activision, so, they mainly do like game cons, like like their single player type games, where like you know you already so, bought the game, so there's nothing you can really fucking do. So but Activision Blizzard of- currently includes five business units: uh, Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, King, Major League Gaming, and Activision Blizzard Studios. Yeah, so I can guarantee you that nobody from the Blizzard side is working on Call of Fucking Duty. So that's oh, why yeah. that's why I'm but, like making a distinction. But but from what I vaguely understand is that the main portion of these issues are from um, the Blizzard side, which is like I said, depressing because I see that people are trying to boycott Blizzard products mainly because they're doing sit-ins uh, World of Warcraft. I'm like, okay, if you want to do a real sit-in, just don't fucking sign in. Cancel your goddamn subscription. Like you signing in to do a virtual sit-in, you're putting the numbers up. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, that's not it's not effective at all. You know, I actually would be surprised if we start seeing this with other gaming companies. Like, oh, I'm sure. I mean, sure. They're probably trying to lock it down. They're like, we can't let this information get out. They're yeah. probably freaking out. Probably shredding papers and shutting down Google Drives and. And whoever, like, whatever, Reddit's and 4chan, like 8chan's. But just because, like, a lot of, because, I mean, growing up, playing video games was was for boys. Like, girls didn't do that. They were back playing with their fucking Barbies and stuff like that. And then, like, we nowadays, you got this fucking onslaught of fucking female. And, well, that's kind of the other shitty part, too. Like, with female gamers, like, to get, to for, for them boy. to stream their gameplay... Like they gotta wear like scampy clothes. They gotta have like no, fucking. No, uh, for them to get for them to get good fucking numbers, they do. No, you just gotta get good. You just gotta no. be good. No, well, no. okay. So I'm on. I'm in the middle here. Uh, they don't, but some the ones that do definitely do get more views. But they okay. yeah. they don't. Yes, because ha- sex sales. But. Yeah, but if you're a good enough player, you don't have to do that. And mm. I, I don't like that they feel the need to even have to but also at the same time and listen if you got some fucking titties <laughs> and you, you want to you know make some money i mean it's on you that, that's your decision to do that True that. you know so but you know I, I i get it though there's like there's an argument to be made like you can be a shitty gamer and have like a nice set of tits and people are watching mm-hmm. for the tits so it's funny because this is one instagrammer she's a cosplayer and she's She's amazing at being a cosplayer, but like when she dances, I'm like, oh my god, like I can't, like this is horrible. I can't do with this. But, <laughs> well, no, the, 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 I can't remember why I brought that up. But no, I'm just saying, like with with the gamers, with female gamers, when they're fucking badasses, they fucking kick ass at being badasses, and like they don't need to do like I, I want to say having breasts is kind of gimmicky. I mean. <laughs> Tits are gimmicks. <laughs> Holy well, no, shit. For... It's fucking blues hot take. Oh boy. <laughs> no. Uh, Breasts are gimmicky. Okay. 
I mean, to get people to watch your. No, I I, I know you're coming from it. Well, no, I like okay. Say it's just it just sounds. Bad. Yeah, I mean, it sounds really weird, but like you know, if you if you gotta get, if you want to get the viewers, you gotta get that headcount and to get that money. You just gotta get that up there. So you gotta do what you gotta do. But like, um, and it all comes down to fucking guilt skill set so like if you're a female gamer and you're fucking like brutally fucking dominating in all these fucking games like do what you gotta fucking do basically that's what i'm trying to get at oh but uh, this is like it's like the problem right it's um how does <laughs> i feel like an asshole think even thinking about this how can they just how can female gamers just be them you know what i mean it's like if they if they just want a game you know but and they are just a normal gamer and they don't care about, you know, showing their tits off, are they, are they gonna get that many views? Um, and that's, like to me, even saying that, that's a huge fucking problem. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, first of all, I'm also not the demographic. I'm fucking almost 42 years old. I don't watch female or male gamers. Like, if I wanna play a game, I'll play <laughs> a fucking game. Like, I don't give a shit about you playing a game, you know? Uh, but at the same time, it's like, I do see that there's certain, you know, female gamers, like, you know, streamers out there that definitely do, like, you know, put them titties on display while gaming. And it's yeah. just like, do you need to do that? Um, we talked about, oh, we talked about one in the podcast. It's, it's Delphine Chick, selling bathwater. Yeah, but it's not, it's also, it's not my, uh, it's not my place to tell you that you can't show your tits to, to, to sure. make money. Like, it's not my place. Like, if you want to do that, then fucking do it. Um, you but could be a good gamer with some good tits. I don't fucking know. Uh, but like, like I said, I'm the demographic. I don't watch it. <laughs> like, it also made me think of, um, uh, what's that? That one YouTube, that one streamer, uh, something ninja. I don't remember the fucking name of this. Ninja? Actual ninja? <laughs> the dude? Yeah, there's no, a guy ninja. Uh, it's a guy who was on. It's a guy who got a bunch of controversy because he said he would never play with female gamers that's, that's because ninja. he didn't want to. What's his name? Ninja. Ninja. Well, it was Ninja, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, like he was on like the Ellen show and blah, blah, blah. And he talked about how he didn't want to work with, with female gamers because he didn't want to upset his girlfriend. And like he got a bunch of fucking backslash, backlash on that. And I don't know, it's, it's, just, it's just interesting how like, you know, he's a huge gamer and people watch his show, but like he's not showing off his body for to play fucking games, but like um a friend of i want to say they were a friend of the podcast um some of that somebody that we know who she's a super fucking gamer and she has a fans only account but she's you mean an she, only fans account no nah, fans only man she's she's high class no okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> only fans yeah. she has her own fans account but like she kind of gave that up because like you know she's got sick of being just objectified for her sexuality as being a gamer and she just mainly wanted to focus on just gaming like she wanted to focus on her skill set that she's she's hot as hell but like she just wanted to focus on just gaming well the, the whole, she was making a bunch, the bunch ninja, of money the ninja controversy to me was kind of funny because i remember like when i was playing online with like you know kind of on a more regular basis and i, remember, I think it was like one time i came back heard like a female talking she's like who's that and i was just like I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, this is somebody I'm gaming with. But like, when she heard me talking to another female, she was just like, "What the fuck?" So <laughs> when, so when Ninja like said, you know, I don't play with females because you know my girlfriend. Like, I get it. Like, 
I don't think and, people and, understand. Like he was. I don't think. I don't know him personally, like like at all. But I get it from like being in a relationship perspective and a gamer of like you just talking to some random chick online and then your girlfriend being like, well, "Who the fuck is that?" Like I understand that. If you don't understand it, I guess maybe you probably were, you probably have not have been in a very long term relationship with anybody, or or maybe you're in a fucking some polyamorous shit or you you know you can just fuck whoever you want you know but if you're in like a a relationship where it's just you and another person and you and all of a sudden this other person hears you talking to another female um yeah you might have to answer answer to some shit and it's not unreasonable for me to hear mm-hmm. that's like that's adult shit so i looked up ninja's uh his his wife now the only girlfriend and they have a kid together but like I, I remember, there's some gamer out there that had they their girlfriend was a super fucking hot Brazilian weather girl, and he broke up with her because it was impacting his gaming. <laughs> it's like it's okay. Dude was I think I think his gameplay he was making like millions of dollars a year, and I guess having her around was impacting his gameplay, so he was losing money, and like. People were saying, like, dude, you had this hot-ass fucking girl. Like, why would you break up with her to just to fucking play a video game? It's like, no, it's not video games. It's fucking up. It's fucking with his revenue. But they didn't really... <laughs> the, uh, the article that I read didn't really go into details of how she was impacting his gameplay. I mean, maybe he was... <laughs> Damn, pro gamer breaks up with world's sexiest weather girl. Did you look that up? Yeah, that's on. there's, like, videos. She's pretty bad. Yeah, she's God bad. Damn. This like, guy does it, not look like a gamer, though. Me, Holy me, shit. Meanwhile, he just fucked up her self-esteem for the rest of her life. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> like, for real. Damn, uh, she's bad. She's... She, anyway. I, 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 I remember this article. I just remember her being bad. Like, it's... If you think of a weather girl in Brazil, that it's probably her. <laughs> <laughs> this right, guy we, doesn't look like... He looks like he's, like, a one of those... Fitness guru guys, so weird. All right, let's uh, let's try to wrap this up. Sure. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I am your MC for tonight. Wait, was it Yannick Garcia? I think that's her Is name. Is that her? She's brunette chick. Yeah. Ooh. Pro gamer. She's bad as hell. She's got her own but, okay. Friends. Jesus Christ, really? Anyway, I'm gonna start right, looking at this. Gonna, oh, no. We go alphabetical order tonight. So, uh, Kronos, what you got populating this weekend until the next podcast? So, this week has been pretty interesting for me because I'm going through VMware training. It's the first time I've actually hmm. looked into VMware in fucking 11 years. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get back into it. Um, but unfortunately, I have to work a six day work week, which is. Um, Definitely depressing because I usually work a, a four-day work week. Four. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually kind of cool because um, it's on, like, East Coast time, sort of. So I start at, like, 7 in the morning, which is when, when I normally start my work day. And then I'm usually off by, like, 2, maybe 3, probably 2. So, like, around 2-ish. So it's, it's, it's kind of nice. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going through that this week. Uh... Other than that, I don't fucking know. 
Yeah, I got I got really nothing else going on. I'm doing so, some work around the house, but. So what's up with your with your shirt? Because I, I I've been checking out the whole podcast and I was like, holy shit, is that that's that's a pretty fucking dope shirt you're wearing? Oh, were you not aware of like who did this shirt? So th- this is. A, are you serious? Were you not there? I'm serious. Oh, okay, sorry, you weren't there. So this is a boomslang shirt, and it's by a Nigerian guy. I'm pretty sure he's Nigerian. We met him at a comic con, um, or a con. I can't remember which con it was. But he was a really cool, really cool dude. He does all this by by you know his own artwork, and he made shirts. Um, so if you look up, if you go to Boomslang, let me make sure I have the website correct. But uh, he was a really cool dude. Yeah, you know now that you say it, it sounds fucking familiar. And like looking at the whole shirt, because this was like like a black anime anime thing, right? Yeah, and he, and he was trying to make a manga and, a, and an anime. I don't know if yeah, he did it shit. yet, but if if you go to Boomslang.com. You will see his artwork. You can buy like phone cases, T-shirts, sketches, prints, hoodies, stickers, banners, all kinds of shit. Um, he's a really great artist. Um, I wanted to have him on the podcast, but uh, I don't. I don't know what happened. But I could probably reach out to him and, and have him on. But he, he's a good dude. Yeah, COVID had a fucking stake in every fucking well, this, thing. But yeah, this, this is well before COVID. Like I, we probably met yeah. him in like 2017, 2018-ish. Yeah, I want to say it was SF Comic Con in Oakland. It probably was, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he he expanded his line, and all the artwork is like so fucking dope. I might actually buy. So yeah, his uh, if you go to boomslink.com, the shirt that I'm wearing is called the Megalith, and it's uh, thirty five dollars online, and he has a bunch of other um, artwork as well. So just check him out. I forget the guy's name, um, but he was a good dude, and Sweet. he made a ama- and like. He was like selling so many fucking shirts when we were there. It was it was amazing. Yeah, I actually I, I actually remember that shit now. Because I, I was looking at a shirt right now, I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of fucking guns. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, Ninja, what are you doing? What have you done? And since the last podcast, it's your floor to shine, man. Um, actually, not doing a whole bunch. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to talk about. The Fear Street series, because I finished that, and uh, I gotta, I'm just gonna be watching uh, Kingdom, the Korean zombie series, because season three dropped. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot going on this weekend, at least that I know about, but just gonna be gaming. Um, I've been playing uh, Prodigy's favorite game, Marvel's Avengers, because <laughs> the Wakanda, oh, the Wakanda. <laughs> The Wakanda uh, DLC is coming out, and it's free. So the expansion is free, so it should be cool. It's coming out, I think, in two weeks. All right. Nothing super major than that. So, yeah, wow. that's about it. All right, nice. And then with myself, um, Little Ooh. Baby Bash, it's been, um, it's been fucking developing, man. He's four months now. And last week we talked about how we were doing the whole sleep training and little man is sleeping through the fucking night, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're introducing allergent food items to him. So right now he's test, we're, we're feeding him like basically like liquid peanut butter just to see if he's allergic. We're trying to get his system adapted to trying all these, ad- al- these items that were called allergy reaction. So we're doing peanut butter and the next week is going to be, um, Soy food, so we're gonna introduce like tofu and stuff like that. 
But then, like, we're gradually going to introduce, like, different food groups that would cause them to have a little reaction to kind of figure out to help his immune system be able to handle these things. So when he sees a fucking kid, he's not super allergic to fucking, like, gluten and shit like that. But, um, yeah, we're, do- we're doing that right now. He's, oh, he, like, I, I posted this video in, a- in the chat recently where he actually fucking rolled over. He went from his, uh, from his stomach to his back. But uh, he's been uh, playing with the whole back to stomach thing, and it's it's fucking funny because he's he's like fighting it. Like he'll try to roll over to his stomach from his back, and he's like fucking, he's try, like he's kicking it and like screaming and trying to get into his stomach, but he just can't get that full roll on because his arm is set a certain way. But he's like on the cusp of fucking rolling over. But um, yeah, he's he's. He's at the age where he's kind of outgrowing his bassinet, so the Swedish and I are looking into getting him. Um, we're actually not going to get him a crib. We're actually going to get him a full size bed, uh, not a bed, but we're going to get him a twin size bed. Because um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're kind of practicing the the monastery approach on things. So basically, his bed is going to be on the floor, and he's going to have like there's going to be bumpers basically, so he doesn't roll out of the bed. But if he does roll out of bed, it's going to be like. I don't know, fucking short little drop. So it's not gonna fucking like kill him or anything. Um, but we're we're doing that. Uh, but then this weekend, I'm gonna I, I gotta work on our fucking backyard. I feel like it's a broken record with our backyard because we have so much uh, vegetation. Foliage? Yeah, vegetation. We have so much fucking vegetation in our backyard. I, I gotta fucking man- keep. I have to maintain that shit. And like we have strawberries in our backyard and. Usually in the springtime, they're like full fucking bloom. And that's maybe because that's when we get the most amount of rain. And then like summertime, they're fucking, it's dry as fuck back there. So I got like an irrigation system I'm going to install so that, you know, we can run the water so they can, our backyard could be fucking decent again. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to buy a new bed for, for the bash. Uh, we're going to try to set up his room finally. Uh, What's going on this weekend? Oh! I am going to be taking my parental leave, so I'm I'm taking two. Um, it's supposed to be eight weeks off, but I'm taking two months off from work, just because, uh, just to, for my fatherly bond with my kid. Even though I've been working from home, I mean I have the option to bond with them already. But the sweetness is going to be going back to work, and we haven't really had daycare set up. But um, I'll be watching him for the next two months, just me and him, and like you know I just. I have so many ideas of what I want to do with him, like going to the zoo or like this and that, going to the parks and blah, blah, blah. But like one of the cool things is that, you know, I'm still getting paid for doing this, which is great. But after after everything is done, it, uh, everything is good and done. If you live in the Bay Area, definitely look up, um, there's a, a service called, oh, what is it called? I think it's childrenfirst.com. But like every every um, every county have a different name for it. But like um, you can find actually Stitch Stitch Stitch's wife hook, hit hit me up on this, but I knew about it before. But like yeah, you can find daycares in one program because daycare is pretty fucking expensive. Like you can easily pay like fucking thousands of dollars a month for daycare. But like this one other program, it like it literally lets you find places that do in-house care. And they have replic- they have their license and this and that, and their their rates aren't that expensive. So definitely 
Definitely check. I, I, I'll find out the link and I'll try to send it to Cronus to add it to the, to the podcast. But definitely do your research when you when it comes to do, doing uh, for looking for daycare because you know your 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 kid's future is very fucking important. And if you can, definitely try to find something that's in a monastery because it really helps with mental development of your your child. Yeah, uh, Riley, my four-year-old, is in a Montessori school, and mm. it's fucking awesome. She can do math, and she's four. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a little fun fact. Manamana, um, she did Montessori. Oh, you mean Holly? Or ho- a- a.k.a. Holly. A.k.a. I can't say her name, because that will be her own name. <laughs> but she's the reason why I know the sweetness. Yeah. I'm just saying. That All right. And, that and a mutual creepy guy that we know. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, oh ninja, take us out of here. So piano you man, just... take us out of here. <laughs> uh, I don't have a piano. Uh, I guess you can do a virtual one. Uh, you just experienced Black and Black Times Infinity. And Check us out anywhere and everywhere on the internet with B's and BTIs. B T H A N B T I. Anywhere you. You can listen to podcasts around there. Check out our official website, benhadproductions.com forward slash BZBTI. You can email us at BZBTI at gmail.com. You can yell at us or whatever or review the podcast because sometimes I get that now and again. You can email us so we can all read it. Um, We have a Discord. Uh, Email us. Let us know that you want to join on Amazon. We have an app on there. Let us know when we go live. Uh, we're on social media except for Snapchat and TikTok. There you go. Check it out. should look at TikTok for one. Why? I'm just going to be dancing to stuff. I guess you can do the booty scooty on TikTok. That's it. Every month I do a booty scooty. I said I've been paid not to do it, so. <laughs> but you never actually got paid, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. Yes, there's, I... there's that. So I need to send you the checks. In further and further. Right, well, <laughs> 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 Yet many questions remain unanswered.